Street Podcast. Ah, yes. And we're back. <laughs> What's up, people? Welcome to Creator Theory Podcast, the show that brings you conversations with visual artists about how they got to where they got, what their day-to-day is like, their struggles, thoughts in the art world, and a lot, a lot more. Coming at you from Save On Radio, Vancouver, Canada, BC, Hastings Street. It's really sunny outside, so I feel especially lucky that I got this guest in here today because, man, we... Uh, lately actually no we've been getting good days lately anyway so this man in studio texture supervisor at industrial light and magic a man with a badass imdb page i suggest you <laughs> look him up while we're doing this is currently working on aladdin i'm pretty sure and uh just a great artist and a human being rain anderson thank uh, you so much for joining me thanks man uh thank you i'm uh, like i said thanks for uh, taking the time especially with the the good days we get out there yeah uh i just I was actually, I'm pretty sure, I think you wrote it, that you've been in the industry for over 20 years now. Yeah. Damn, yeah, dude, so. Like, like that's a, I, we got a lot of experience in this room. So, but I want to ask you, do you think at this point you have your work-life balance and work process figured out? Is 20 years enough? <laughs> it's never enough. No? No. Um, yeah, no, I think I'm just scratching the surface. That's for sure. Really? Yeah. I guess the more you know, the harder it is. <laughs> yeah. Or the more you know, the more you want to know. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I think w- the way we should start is, I want to get into your story, but maybe first let's l- tell people what a texture supervisor, what does that look like a day a day in of a texture suit? Yeah, so I mean, it's a little bit different uh, in the sense of um, it really is kind of encompassing uh, this interesting part of the discipline where. Uh, one of my old supervisors, I love it, he just said that I just color for a living. Uh, and the simple term. Uh, Oversimplifying it. Yeah. Very so, much so it's it's pretty much um, uh, mostly deals with obviously all the visual effects movies um, or animation. Mm-hmm. And what we do is we we put on the the materials and the skin. Uh, so you get your, your 3D sculpture or for other people if you're just building in clay. That kind of idea where you just get this this generally really nice model and then what we do is we apply all the different uh techniques on to make it look like skin or make it look like metal or whatever and Mm -hmm. and the texture part is kind of the icing on the cake where we add all the texture so Mm -hmm. you know the different bumps and and colors and and uh you know um responses but uh, yeah the texture supervisor it's 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 kind of changing it's it's you know a lot of it is is dealing with look development so we're we're kind of uh, it's other terms are surfacing artists uh, because we're actually putting you know essentially the surface on the the character the asset mm-hmm. whether it be robots or um, cars or human <laughs> beings or whatever but the interesting thing is it, it's it's kind of a bit of a a, um, a mind fuck in a sense like uh, because what we're trying to do is is where you have a traditional painter and you're you're understanding light situations and you're starting to add your curscuro and and all your different techniques and what mm-hmm. we're doing is we're looking at something and we're having to uh essentially deconstruct it and then re-put it back together again yeah so you know we're having to look at okay you have your diffuser your albedo color uh you have specular which specular is a made-up term um is it really yeah, yeah. it's it's it is really like there is it's it became a, a computer term, uh, mm-hmm. so it really is just reflections. 
And what we're doing is we're taking reflections and we're calling it specular response and then we're calling it and then that breaks into spec roughness which is is that reflection of light and how diffuse yeah. it is yes okay. exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. so it, it is it is kind of like a cheat but it is still dealing with real world materials and yeah. it's it's up to us like whether we're you know even if you look at when i was at pixar it's the same thing that even though those things are very stylized um we're still dealing with very real world um responses you know like vinyl and and different mm -hmm. things and and as you work on it you start to really if you're fortunate enough and have the time to really start analyzing these things and mm -hmm. then carrying it through like when i was working on the toy story short i didn't realize that um when vinyl gets scratched it actually it gets what is it it gets it gets more gets more shiny in mm -hmm. the scratch where I, I think it's just regular plastics actually get more dull it's it's uh, it's wow. the actual opposite it's i can't really quite remember yeah. but, a rain but. dropping big facts and us <laughs> right away in the beginning <laughs> but so does uh, this is so interesting so does it make you see the world different i think it, i think it does i mean it's it's still the same thing as an illustrator or a painter i, th I think it's if you're concentrating on something um whether it be whatever movie you know say if you you like you're working in your watercolors or mm -hmm. you just decide to sketch and you're just you, you know you're sketching and you're concentrating on something for that time then all of a sudden you walk outside and that that's all you see mm -hmm. there's a time that all of a sudden you see things on totally. how you might yeah, draw yeah. it it's this it's the same thing as um you know going and working on stuff like when i was at uh at wet where I spent way too much time just working on plants for Avatar, <laughs> and uh, there's luckily uh, when we're in, when I was in New Zealand, there's this great little kind of coffee shop, and they also there they have coffee shops attached to uh, kind of garden centers. That's so a good idea. It's really cool, yeah. and I wish it would be more here. Uh, but then I would just go and get a coffee, and I would walk through and, and analyze the shit out of all the plants. So I know that <laughs> the people that were working there must thought I was insane because I'm just sitting there looking at this stuff, how light transfuses through and you know you start getting really technical but yeah, yeah, yeah. at the same time it, it it's still very liberating when you can pull it off uh and then if the if the viewer or whoever's watching it doesn't eat, takes it for granted and doesn't yeah. think it looks fake then you know you've you know you've you've done what you're supposed to do I've definitely done, done the same thing. I used to do it for a while when I wanted to paint some plants. I would go for a run and just stop every two minutes because I'd be running by a cool plant. <laughs> stop, take a photo, keep going. Yeah. It's, it really, it's I guess that just shows you how little you notice in a world until you have to look at it yeah. or until you think about it. And then it just, yeah. Oh, completely. But I think what you said about a similar, it's similar to being an illustrator or an artist, I think to a degree, but you're taking it to a next level because you have to, like you said, you have to break it down and then build it together uh, yeah. the way someone would look like where I think... Uh, and maybe that's the disconnect where a 2D artist would create something, would draw something. You're making an impression, and because you're doing a one-off, it's a lot easier to get something to look the way it should. But you may not have to understand mm -hmm. how it is done, how it, like how light reflects. Where you can kind of, there can be a little bit of cheating and you get away with it. Where I think in your uh, position and what you do, you really like you need to really understand how. Uh, the materials and different layers and different maps. Well, I mean, in real life, there's no maps. But yeah. the way uh, light, like you said, reflects and what the roughness of it to get something. Where So I think you have to take it the next step, which makes me, I think, appreciative of this kind of artist, especially if you take that knowledge and put it back into a 2D art. Yeah. Because then you, when you paint it, you really understand it. Yeah, but it also messes with you a bit, too, because <laughs> I think it's... Um, Sometimes, as any artist does, you overanalyze it and, and you, you get start bringing it out. You get too technical instead of just 
letting the emotion come out a little bit more. You get a little tunnel visioned. I mean, it has helped me a lot, but with the, cause I mean, I started off in this industry modeling and rigging. I mean, back in the day, that's all we did is mm -hmm. we had to do it all other than, than the animators or the animators. And if you're like, I'm, I fall under the, the asset generalist. Yeah. The, the generalist kind of asset builder. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and now it's, and then it became very um, kind of singular disciplines, and now it's coming back to people starting to be able to do more. Mm -hmm. But I mean, we're really tied. I mean, it's very much a team effort. Um, very tied to the the lighters uh, who and um, those sequence leads that build out the HDRs that we need for the lighting, and how that reflect how how we work with that. We're very tied to the modelers that uh, build these great models, and also whether we do it like texture artists we cross over so we work with um different digital sculpting tools like zbrush and stuff but so do the modeler modelers so it's it's a uh, or the digital sculptors if you want to call them that but mm -hmm. it's it's very we're very tied together um and that's what i find so interesting about this time in in history is you know back in the day when you're an artist yes you had an apprentice and maybe a couple of people but it's such a it's such a weird thing with as you know with production art that it's you know we have so many different people you have of, a machine of, now yeah it's a beast so yeah. many different people though with their different personalities and and trying to get uh some sort of singular idea <laughs> out <laughs> it's, it's pretty amazing that it does happen and i think it's like all thanks to production coordinators because you just i mean before we started the uh the show rain told me that ilm is around 500 people or something yeah, like that the vancouver end, yeah. In, in, yeah just in vancouver imagine yeah rallying up 500 people to do something yeah, I mean, production <laughs> production will make or break for sure. It's, yeah. it's the artists are a bit of prima donnas and, and uh, very, <laughs> very emotional people at times. So you definitely need those production. I mean, good a good production team will mm -hmm. will save your ass for sure. Since we're uh, on the kind of this uh, topic, uh, I do want to get into your story and your travel adventures. But since we're on it, is there something that you wish most people knew about what it takes to create a film? You know, because right now you're talking about all the, these little, uh, they're not little, the big aspects and people that it takes to get something together, where yeah. I think to the majority of, like, the just general public, they would not know much about yeah, it. Yeah, I think, I think it's not even, <clears throat> I w I, it's hard for people in a sense. Uh, I would love to see studios uh, work, working, working harder at, um, you know, showing breakdowns and, and what you actually see and, and different things like that. But then, of course, that's tied into the clients and what they mm -hmm. do want to show or not. And, um, you know, like I, I, you know, I heard a rumor uh, and I don't know if it's true. <laughs> but, for example, when I, I was when I was working on The Revenant and um, in E2, I, I remember for a while he was uh, I don't think he even wanted to say the bear was CG. Like he just wanted to oh. keep it. So it's that type of thing, right? It's the mystery. And yeah. I, I get it. That's cool. But, um, you know, I, I think it's just if, if studios start to show more breakdowns and, and um, understand how many people work on this, not just artists, but production people and stuff. And I, I still find it really funny that um, you work on a heavy uh, CG film or whatever, computer or animation or especially like in the visual effects and, you know, the, uh, and I mean, don't get me wrong. They, they do a great job, I'm sure for the actors, but the caterers get a credit above us, you know, and the same, it's, it's weird little yeah, things, yeah, yeah, but yeah. again, that's union versus not union. Cause yeah. we're not, you know, we're not unionized, which I'm, I'm fine with, but it's just one of those weird things that you, you put all this into it and, um, you know, but at the same time, it's, yeah, you just you just kind of do it, and I think it's it's just hopefully 
uh, people are aware and the best thing is always when pe- when a bad movie when a movie comes out and you, people think it's CG and it's you know all those different things but it's there's so much in films that people don't realize mm-hmm. that are there that they'll never they'll never notice you know whether it's when a film was shot and there's a car chase and there's four cars on the street but then it's populated with a hundred cars yeah you know they just all the cars look realistic and people just take it for it so you, again you've done your job you're not yeah, I yeah. don't want you to I don't want to pull you out uh, and no artist really wants to but kind of reveal the magic later on to yeah yeah like, like it's, look it's how just, much has been done yeah, you don't even exactly. know yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and then I think but what's worse you're talking about credits I think what's worse is when you don't even get credit and I, I was looking at reading on your website you worked on Mad Max Wait, oh yeah well that was an it that was an interesting thing that was kind of um, that still to this day is one of the best experiences I had really? it was it was just it was one of those weird yeah. Yeah, yeah that was one of those fl- fluky things right because um <laughs> when I started I I um you know I did my in school I did zoology and didn't finish that and well, then I that's cool and then I jumped into a guinea pig and classic animation school and got kicked out of that <laughs> and then traveled for a bit really wait 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 wait. why did you get kicked out let's take uh, it slow this is a big story <laughs> no no I was I I mean I think it was probably a mutual kind of really? parting of the ways but it was uh yeah years and years ago I was uh you know you early 20s and just fully yourself and all that type of stuff and um yeah I just wanted to do it and I love to draw I always was drawing and learn the do. principles and yes still do every day um But yeah, I was the school I was that won't be named, but the school that I was at, <laughs> it was really their first year of trying it, and it was very much like them trying to get their their feet. And at that time, um, you know, uh, late '90s, I think it was, you know, was it when when did I do that? I guess '96 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So everything was very Disney, right? Like it was Disney, Disney, Disney. Yeah. At that time. Obviously, the foundations and the principles are the same, so you learn those, and that's great. But then, for myself, I was super blown away by at that time MTV Oddities came out with like Eon Flux and the mm. Max, oh, yeah. and uh, and then I, you know, uh, finally some of the Japanese animation was coming in. So you get to see these mature films like Akira and everything, and I was just like, that's more me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this is what I want to push. I want to learn these different things, and it's like, well, no, if you want to get a job, you need to. You need to learn how to draw your Disney princess, and yeah. I'm like, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> Please no. <laughs> so then one thing led to another, and I, you know, I just kind of flunked out. So, anyways, uh, that was done. I, I then I got on my bike and on my motorbike and sold everything I owned and just went into the desert for about six months, uh, reevaluated. Uh, into the desert. What do you do? Oh, I just I I got on a bike with uh, with a friend of mine, and we were going to try and create a book, and it didn't again early 20s you yeah, think yeah. you know ambitious yeah i mean henry rollins got it right when he always talks about quarter century guys quarter century guys they know everything blah 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 and then you <laughs> turn 26 and you realize you know nothing so <laughs> you know it was one of those situations and um so i went with a friend of mine we went into the desert we got on our motorbikes you know riding off into the sunset let the credits roll <laughs> and then you wake up the next day and you're like oh shit what am i going to do now uh so we had enough money and we traveled uh you know down to all the way down through California and then all the way across to New Mexico and wow. just kind of documented it and did these really cool things. And then I think it was at some point when I was in Death Valley that I realized I needed to come back, try and make amends. I still want to do my artwork, try and make amends with the school. Uh, wrote them a letter. They never got back to me. And then I was in a comic shop um, 
and I overheard uh, these guys talking about this studio called Mainframe, and uh, and I was like, oh, they're doing you know computer animation and the show reboot and all this stuff, and I was like, oh shit, that's cool. So, and I heard that they're looking for runners, mm -hmm. and um, here it's called production assistants, but yeah. because it was English founders, runners is a gopher, like a pretty much a production assistant that, mm -hmm. and they had this really. Uh, really cool thing going on that it was kind of like internships back before there was internships. So if you went and you worked for them as a as a runner, then you could uh, you could work on the computers at night uh, and and you know try and build up some sort of demo to move out of runnerhood to make art. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to make art and go be a modeler, which <laughs> was what it was at that time. It was either like animator or or modeler or. You know, that's kind of the, and the modeler encompassed everything, right? Yeah, Again, yeah. like I Texture, said, like everything, yeah. everything, facial shapes, all that stuff. So I, I put in my application and, and uh, didn't get it, but then I wrote them a really nice letter back. And then lo and behold, six months later, they did call me up. So then I wound up, you know, taking it on and mm -hmm. having that opportunity, which was, I mean, it opened the doors. It was fantastic. So then I did that for about a year. And then, uh, thank goodness, again, as you know, in your career, you you meet a couple of uh, really important people that really teach you a lot and take mm -hmm. take it on. And they really showed me uh, kind of how to how to think in that world because some people they learn a they learn a program like Photoshop or, yeah. or Maya or whatever it is, and they don't but they don't really understand it. They learn what they need to so that when the software or the technology changes, then they're they're out of luck, right? Yeah, so yeah. right from the get go, I learned from these people, and I mean this was back when it was soft image and it was yep. these old computers and you know the only painting software we had was gimp and it was just like I, and then <laughs> a, anyways and then i and then i befriended the art uh, and that was the that was the good thing uh, getting back finally to this mad max thing no but, no, no, no uh, take your time we got time yeah, yeah. this is really fascinating yeah. Yeah, keep going but getting so the one good thing that i did love about being a runner too is you if you have a good personality and you, you look at this and you like, for me, I'm like, these people are doing what I want to do. So then like in the morning I would go to Starbucks and I would draw. And then I, at lunch I would draw. And then I would go after work when everybody left their computers, I'd be on the computer. But during this, you would meet these people that were very inspiring, but then you also befriended. Mm -hmm. So I met these art directors and stuff. And, and then one of the art directors was so nice. And, and he was just like, uh, you know, here's, Here's Photoshop. Um, he actually works in the city too. So Ken oh. Henderson, uh, awesome. he was one of the old art directors Shout I knew back in Ken. the day. Sweet. Uh, but yeah, he was the same guy that taught me back in the day too. That was just like, you know, artists are almost like actors. You know, you, you learn your thing and you might not get hired for certain things. You might get hired for other things. So don't mm -hmm. worry about it. But he, he showed me Photoshop and I was like, this thing's amazing. Like, what is this? Yeah. And of course, your first Photoshop stuff is absolutely deplorable. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Don't want to look back, but <laughs> that's where we start. We have to start somewhere. Yeah. But that, that spawned another thing through uh, an old friend of mine. And, and she got me an opportunity to fly to New York to pitch to MTV for an idea I had. So it all kind of spawned this type of stuff. And then I, um, wow. and then I became, uh, after a year, I became a modeler. But during that time, I befriended um, their kind of head uh, creative mm -hmm. there, Brendan McCarthy. He's just this wild, um, traditional artist. Uh, he was one of the guys that created uh, a lot of the stuff for 2000 AD, mm -hmm. the comic. Wow. Um, he, you know, he did stuff like he his one of his first gigs was he did the creature design for Enemy Mine back in the <laughs> 80s. Uh, like, just wild artist, man. He does some yeah. of the, like his he is com some of his comics were banned. Like, it, just <laughs> like he's out there, and he <laughs> never touches anything 
digitally, right? He does everything um, traditional. And wow. he was the guy that taught me to use liquid paper pens to do your highlights when you're inking. So you use those and, what? you know, okay. yeah, like all the fun little tricks that these these guys do. So anyways, uh, wound up, did the mainframe thing, did the modeling, all that, and then yeah. left. Uh, went traveling with my now wife, but uh, at, during that time we did Southeast Asia, uh, went to Aussie, Australia, and uh, out of work, you know, out of money, should I say. Yeah. Uh, so found this uh, kind of graphics job doing these like shitty graphics for uh, these um, rugby league in Australia. There's a rugby <laughs> league called the NRL. So Wait, was, before you keep going, sir, I'll have to like, this is, I feel like there's so much happening and I, I really love this story. I'm glad you're saying it. Well, I think you gave me a little glimpse, so I'm glad I'm getting the, the full thing. But why do you end up leaving? Was it, was it good when you were in mainframe? What was it, your motivation? Yeah, no, yeah, no, it was good. I think I just needed a break. Really? I think it That's was, it? yeah. I think, again, you know, we'll talk more about it, but yeah. the work-life balance is so key. And I think right. um, I was just ready to go. Like it was about, uh, you know, uh, you know, did the, back then, of course, younger and, you know, you know, a year or two seems like oh, a yeah. long time, <laughs> which really it isn't. But um, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I think it was just time to go. I, I wanted to take a break. Uh, I'd worked on some fun stuff. And then um, this, you know, this, my partner now, she, I was <laughs> like, man, she wanted to go and I wanted to go. So I wanted to just, just explore. To get yeah, yeah, for sure. And I There's think that was the thing. Yeah, yeah, and it was, I think that was the big thing. I always wanted to go to, you know, at that time, Southeast Asia. And then, it was that was right around 99 and there's all that stuff about y2k and i was like oh, yeah. oh shit if this goes down i want to be somewhere else and it was just <laughs> so naive but you know i was like all right let's go traveling and then you know wow. we're we're in indonesia and all those places and, and bali and uh and then we then we hit australia after the y2k never happened <laughs> <Very nice. laughs> when you went to when you went to south southeast asia did they did that change your kind of artistic sensibilities at all because for like if you're living in North America, I'm assuming yeah. that's where you lived and born. Like going there, especially as an artist, did that? Yeah, I, I think it does for sure. I mean, w the places that really changed me, I think sometimes too, when you actually have a chance to do more artwork. I mean, U Europe did like when I you know went through Italy, um, but Australia, New Zealand really did too. Okay. Like I actually really liked being as far away as possible from North America because as you do and wherever you grow up, you get very tunnel visioned and. Yeah, yeah. You feel like you're always not as good as any this other artist that you admire, and and really, as you get older, is like for me, I find it's not about that. Everybody has their yeah. thing, and um, but at that time, it's like yeah, you're like oh fuck, oh, you know, like I love Hellboy. I wish I could draw like Magnolia, but I can't. And you know, you you know you you do all these things to try and find your yourself. Man, that's what um, I like about you. You got this perspective, and I think what you're saying is so important for people to hear yeah. uh, because it, like you said it's so easy to get caught up in this uh, it becomes a little bit of a negative cycle i guess yeah. just being stuck in it and yeah you know, just gaining perspective and it sounds like from the from the beginning what well, even be i guess before you got into the art industry you had this like you're a sponge you had this uh desire to just keep absorbing information you know because I, i think it wouldn't uh, for people who have learned 3d and got into the industry it's a uh, It's a lot to learn, and the fact that you're yeah. just able to do it in the evenings at at a company working, I'm sure you know. Yeah, I mean, they gave me the opportunity. It was great too, but, right? But you also had the work the drive, and desire. The passion, yeah, yeah, yeah. But where where did that come from? Do you know? Um, I think uh, just the love of it. Like I've always loved film. Like my mm -hmm. parents, from a young age. I mean, I was the kid that my mom would bring home like computer paper 
the old <laughs> shitty computer paper. Yeah. And I remember, like, years ago, still drawing these little, like, when I was little, watching The Greatest American Hero and watching these, drawing these stickmen jump off cliffs and fly in these weird <laughs> kind of profile, evol- <laughs> you know, pieces. And, you know, I think it was that. And I think as it, it, and then as you get into kind of your, your 20s and stuff, and I think, like, with the whole mainframe thing and, 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 and failing, I think there's, people don't realize how important failing is. Mm-hmm. And I think... For me, with the whole school thing, I think it was great because it made me go, you know, I'll show you. Like there was still mm, that part of me, yeah, like I'll show it. you. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. But then it was still for me. But yeah. I think it was. There's still, there's that underlying. Je ne sais quoi. That just is just you. It's nice to actually have that push. Right? It can be a, it can be a good drive as long yeah. as long as it's kind of a positive. Uh, well, maybe a little negativity in there is good yeah. too. Just to just to kind of just. A little bit of spite just to show me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, I interrupted you. So you you came to Australia. Oh, graphic yeah, design. Yeah. Let's keep going. Yeah. Right, so it was. It. So I was working on this shitty stuff, and and uh, <laughs> my partner Janina, the time she's working at this little restaurant, and then out of the blue, I forget how I forget how I got in contact. I guess it was through email, because I mean back then everybody had a Hotmail, so I had a Hotmail account, <laughs> and I was at an internet cafe, and then lo and behold, Brendan McCarthy, uh, through a friend, I think. Brandon McCarthy found out that I was, I was there, yeah. you know, and I was, you know, one doing, you know, p- doing my surfing and, and stuff like that, or, or at that time trying to just get better at surfing <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, make some money. And, you know, s- somehow he was just like, Oh, Hey Rain, I know we have a, you know, it's great to see you. How would you feel about, you know, coming in and working with George Miller on, uh, on, uh, the new Mad Max film that we're, that, we were working on it. I was like, uh, yeah. Because the thing is, Brendan McCarthy actually brought this idea to George. Really? It was his that idea. Was his? Wow. Yeah. But Brendan's stuff is way out there. Like, <laughs> and how George was able to work with him and bring it more to a thing. And mm-hmm. I'm glad that it took so long for Fury Road to get out because if it was, like, there's no way. They kept so much of what was done, mm-hmm. even on the storyboard phase compared i was so blown away but i mean again i was i, w- I was an assistant storyboarder i was yeah, super yeah. fortunate i was you know paid under the table that's why i was uncredited because <laughs> it's just it was ah, it was a it was okay, kind yeah. of a it was kind of just a thing right yeah, and yeah. It, it was just but it was amazing as george miller is a huge architect freak it was right yeah. in the kind of red light district of king's cross it was just five of us so it's brendan mccarthy this other amazing uh artist peter pounds who mm-hmm. was uh, alex proyas's concept artist for years and years and years dark city the crow all that stuff and then mark sexton who's amazing who uh amazing storyboard artist did all storyboards for like the prequels for star wars when they're filming in australia like amazing like talented and this is back in the day when you know you're doing storyboards on whiteboards like electronic whiteboards so what it would do is you do all your stuff in dry erase and then the scan it would print out this really crappy version and then you would (laughs) my role would be to do the in-betweens and then or like photo photocopy it blow it up render it put it on the wall but it was what george learned from babe and it's just what you do is you you do as much as you can and you put it all up and you look at it yeah, lay it out, and then you can see that the camera's flipping where it shouldn't. You can see mm-hmm. in one shot their left hand's up, but then the next frame the right hand's up, and mm-hmm. there's inconsistency. So it was a really good learning experience. So I did that. I did that for a couple of months, about three months, I think. And then it was really funny because, you know, just how 
the world works. Um, George was like, oh, yeah, well, Rain, I heard you know computer graphics. And I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, I do. And he's like, well, I have all these computers downstairs uh, from Babe. And they're, they're useless. And you know Softimage. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, well, I have this idea for this Penguin movie. I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> oh I don't want to do a Penguin. What are you talking about? And then, and so I wound up modeling out an Emperor Penguin for him, like, back in 2000. And then, anyways, wound up leaving Australia, uh, you know, did Toronto for four years. And then I was ready to leave Toronto. Uh, and then, again, I, I followed my now wife there because she was doing her interior design. Amazing interior designer. But I was like, I'm done. We got to do that. And then there was this opportunity in Australia again. And then, so that's when I went back to Australia a second time, and it wound up being this Penguin movie, Happy Feet, and that's what yeah, I wound like up. Four so four years later. Yeah. And it was amazing. Like, again, George Miller, the guy's incredible photographic memory. I saw him, and I was like, oh, George, I don't know if you remember. He's like, oh, Rain, it's so good to see you. You're working on this film, man. It's just like, it was, and he is one of the nicest wow. people I've ever met. But he incredible. was not the one who got you back on that job. No, no, oh, it was no. the studio. But he was—he wow. hired Animal yeah, Logic yeah, yeah. for this idea for no, no, Warner me, Brothers. I wanted to make—I wanted to check because it seems like you're making these friendships along the way that along the way that keep coming back. It's uh, it's just these connections that were, like you said, they're kind of by chance sometimes. Out of just you know the fact that you're saying like even in the beginning you overheard someone talk about mainframe. And then mm. you meet this guy where you're traveling. Like, what are the chances you would be in Australia? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. I think that's. Uh, well, you just can't burn your bridges too, right? Like that's yeah, such yeah, an important yeah, thing. Yeah. Even if people piss you off, like I know I piss a lot of people off, right? Uh, <laughs> do you think you do? I think I do. Uh, I wear my heart on my sleeve, so I think a lot. I think there's a lot of people that admire it or like it, and then there's other people that it pisses off. Mm -hmm. So um, I think, but you gotta. I think you you have to be decisive. There's nothing worse than I think being indecisive, especially now in this day and age where you you're never gonna. And I try and tell this to certain artists when I have the opportunity, but it's hard because I don't, I don't want people to get the backs up, but you, you're never going to make everybody happy, right? You're okay. never going to please everybody. So, yeah. you know, you just got to kind of stick to your thing and then also really be, be aware, not, not hurt people's feelings or anything, but just still be very strong in your convictions and also mm -hmm. be able to back it up, man. Like if yeah. you're, there's nothing worse than people that say, well, I don't, I don't like it. I'm like, well, why don't yeah, you yeah, like yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I don't know. I just don't like it. Constructive criticism. Yeah. Come on. It's the same thing that I don't like when people say I like it. And then you ask them why they like it. Mm. And they don't know either. So even with my kids now, they're my tiny little art directors. I've got them <laughs> working on like, if you like what I've done or don't like, can you tell me why? It's and helping yeah. them understand. You know, I've done collaborative pieces with them, which is great. Awesome. It's super fun. And uh, just getting them involved as much as possible and helping them kind of see you know see the bigger picture maybe a little bit even just in the in the art world they're getting the pro training yeah critical thinking yeah. right it is really frustrating when you're, you have a client like you're saying and they can't explain to you why they like something like why are you how are you in this position <laughs> where yeah. you, you have to judge this art but you also don't know what if it makes it great or make it bad yeah yeah i'm sure you i was to so this i mean you know maybe i'll wait until i've just totally gone off on my own <laughs> tangent but i would still love there's all of us have so many wonderful stories and very funny stories where you don't have to name names but i would okay. love to do a book of people's stories Dude, of please. like with some of the stuff when uh, you know from different studios and people telling them and we're just talking and it's just funny and that then people such a on good project. set people uh you know dealing with clients people dealing with some of the funniest like you said trying to get stuff out of clients and <laughs> when you work in commercials i find commercials are hilarious the client comes in and they some of the terms they say is great, but 
But it's it's the same it's the same thing. Like I had an art director at Weta, and we're working on something on Tintin, and he was he said this line, and at that time I'm like, what are you talking about? But now, <laughs> uh, years later, I started I I totally got it. Where he he said something, he's like, look, I don't want to see it, I want to feel it, mm. and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> but then now I like now you get it. Yeah. I started yeah. to get it. I'm like, oh right, okay, I understand. So, you know, there's different things. We ha- we had a you know, creative director at another studio and we, we started to call whatever he said certain terminologies and we wanted to create a little book of just the things <laughs> that he would go off on, which was great. But I think that would be actually a great idea just because he, if you interviewed a couple of people, probably two, man, you're going you're, you're to get more than one book. I think oh, that would be a pretty good series. There's some great stories out there. And, and uh, the amount of people that can relate to you too. It's like, I mean, the yeah. artist industry is huge, but... Oh, I think, I think some of them, even versus like visual effects and animation, talking with... Um, like on set crew, yeah, yeah, yeah. the like, on set like, crew, yeah. the live man, the stories they have when they're on set, below I just in stitches sometimes with talking to some <laughs> friends on on the stuff they talk <laughs> about and the things that happen and you're like, wow, all right, petty petty uh, <laughs> petty people, but on just set. even with like main actors and and the uh, what they're what they're having to deal with with the actors and yeah, and yeah. having to deal with their, you know, rock star status of celebrity you know and it's just it's so funny it's yeah. it's fantastic i think what you said about being decisive especially it seems like the higher you go like the more responsibility you have the more people you work with that's where being just de- being decisive is so important because uh, i mean i've experienced a little bit of like working with like working uh with a team where i was helping direct but man you know at least personally like i never want to be in a situation where i say something and then i like, go back on it because having been an artist you realize like man mm-hmm. the flip-flopping and the just, just don't want to do that. I mean, yeah, it's just, I think, yeah, but I think unfortunately it's inevitable. You will. Yeah, yeah. You will. You'll see it, and you'll be like, but then, like for myself, like I'll call it. I'll be like, oh, dude, my bad. I was yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you do these terms, like every anybody who's in the industry, just there's these certain terms, as you know, that come on, and they drive <laughs> me nuts. Where, but then you wind up saying them, like, why don't we split the difference? You know? Oh yeah, done a lot of that. You know, and <laughs> all that type of stuff. And I love it when they're like, can I just have it ten percent more like this? And oh, I'm like, yeah. how do like there's no make art button. I'll do my best but <laughs> you're right you're totally right and i, I actually know not a not to think of it because i guess because in the end it falls on you if it's bad it's going to be you or who's at fault and i think that's why you end up doing these things where you're like okay 10 percent because you think yeah like we're gonna get it right and yeah <laughs> yeah but I, it's tricky i guess as long as your team trusts you right and yeah. that's probably the big thing is just like establishing that relationship before you can um yeah just ask for these changes that sometimes seem ridiculous but needed yeah i think in two is just as long as you have your teams back and and things like that but i think it's it's good as you're saying if you're um you have your convictions but some of the like the vfx soups that i've worked with just the best ones are open like they're open mm-hmm. they if they if you hit what they want but then you suggest other things and you speak up uh depending and then again it's like everybody's different so it depends on who you're talking to like yep. you have to read that situation but um yeah, if you're willing to kind of speak up and plus it, they're they're super open, and then you just you just go from there, and it's uh, yeah, it's really good. I mean, there's there's good and bad to it. But. I think that's why it's it's all about how you build up your team. If you've got a team of, of like, amazing artists, you kind of just want to let them be the best selves. Yeah, right? if you yeah. if you get that, but I, again, a lot of the time you're not you're, you're not given choose. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it it really is about. Um, Especially when you work on a team, I, I think it's so important to give that artist ownership mm-hmm. um, as much as they can. And I get that a lot of times the production doesn't quite get it or if they don't hit it and they get frustrated. But really, it, it falls on 
the leader, the supervisor to really try and do what they can to, to shelter them, but also spend more time with them and mentor them and plus them and, and try and help them see. Because every artist has a different way of working, but there's mm -hmm. certain things that we have to adhere to based on the consistency of what we're trying to achieve. Oh, yeah. So that's always that's always an issue too. It, it can be it can be quite difficult. Mm -hmm. um, but again, that's the thing too, where like the the younger kids that are coming up, right? The younger artists. Uh, you know, for me, it's like take your take your time and really kind of enjoy it as much as possible. Like when I started off, you weren't a senior until you were ten years in the industry, and yeah. now like there's artists that I know, and they get pissed off when they're not a senior after a year, yeah. and it's just like, well, you're not like. <laughs> You're, you're a good artist. A good artist doesn't mean that you're a senior. A good artist doesn't mean that you're a lead. Sometimes the best artists make the worst leaders, right? Like, mm -hmm. like for myself, it's taken a long time and I'm, I'm not the best artist. There are so many better artists than me out there and there's so many better artists than me on my team. Mm -hmm. But I think it's it, where they don't realize this, the, the different things that certain supervisors and, and leads have to do that is behind the curtains that so they don't oh, see yeah. it and they don't have to deal with it. And uh, again, as you start to go through, you're not you're not going to be able, unfortunately, to do as much artwork. So hopefully, I'm just fortunate if I get to do one. You're not. You're, sometimes it works out. Like certain movies I work on, because I'm the first on. Yeah, it's wicked. Yeah. I get to do one of the hero characters or creatures or hard surface assets or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. But then the production has to understand that that's going to be a slow burn, right? So if they want it tomorrow, it's not going to happen. So I need to give it to another artist because mm -hmm. I'm in meetings. I'm in doing all these things. So it those artists need to understand that yeah that's great you want to be a lead that means you you your team comes first not you when and and that's where they need to start understanding those things when did you realize you wanted that change to go from artist to supervisor i mean you're still an artist but you know yeah. like you said now you have all these responsibilities whether you're dealing with clients directors and shielding your team from it and yeah but, i mean i don't know i think it just kind of happened organically like mm -hmm. as we were talking about earlier off, uh, offline is um like right now i'm super happy because I'm actually on a show and uh, and I'm not the supervisor and the supervisor's on it. It's an awesome guy and I'm so happy to just be doing art on a yeah. on a on a character on a creature and it, awesome. it's super fun. Like I don't, it's it's amazing how much you can get done in a day. When you're <laughs> when you don't do anything, just, there, oh just there working on it. It's, yeah. it's pretty fun. Um, so that that's nice because I, I like for me like. Um, when I went left ILM and then went and worked with with you at, mm -hmm. at your studio at Atomic, I I was burnt out. Like I just I had taken on so much because the way that ILM had grown and um, there were so few of us to start. Like when I first went to ILM, it, mm -hmm. I was the only texture artist there. It was a it was a it was an experiment, right? So okay. ILM when they started, they were a, they were a pod where they were seeing if it was going to work. So it was there was no front end asset mm -hmm. work, right? And then Warcraft happened and. Um, so pretty much Pixar, Pixar Canada had folded. I jumped on to DD to uh, be the six-string quarterback CG supervisor. <laughs> Cause digital domain. Find, or, yeah, yeah, couldn't find anybody else digital domain. So, yeah. uh, but that was a great experience too. Like I learned a lot actually just being there. Um, and again, having amazing people back you. I mean, you're only as good as your team, and then yeah, the yeah. people that support you. Um, and luckily, I had a couple of people in my corner that were helped me out a lot um and then uh yeah and then left that and uh, but i was done like i i yeah. realized you took i took that opportunity i realized cg supervising is not for me i really yeah okay. it was I too wanna, much it was too big of an umbrella it was i don't know for me i i mean every cg supervisor role at 
each studio is different, right? Mm -hmm. So like yeah, ILM, it's very technical. Uh, I, I think Image Engine, in, from what I've been told, is quite technical, which is great and it's good. But the the one uh, digital domain there, there was so much going on at the time that I was coming on. I just felt like I was, I wasn't even being that technical. I was just putting out a lot of fires, mm. and it wasn't really my my thing. Um, but it did teach me a lot about uh, communication. Mm -hmm. So that's what really taught me how to make sure I'm communicating with production, I'm communicating with everybody. And then after that, I was just like, ah, oh, I heard about this opportunity <laughs> at ILM, yeah. and I was like, oh, man, it's ILM. And yeah, you know, yeah. they might do this. I, I'm happy just going and, again, going back to being an artist and, uh, you know, talking about that work-life balance, I think work-life balance, but also just art-art balance. Like, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. you know, taking a break, still doing art, but just removing some of that pressure and just going back. Of people management and everything else. And yeah, and, and just, I always like being tested in the sense that every time I jump on a film, every time I do an asset, I think uh, th for that split second, I think, man, maybe this is it. This is the time <laughs> this they, is the life. this, uh, yeah. And this, oh, is really? the, oh, this is the time I, they're going to figure me out. I'm oh, a hack. That. I'm, okay, I'm not, yeah, yeah. not going to be able to pull this off. This, this is the, this is the one time. This is it. Um, but then you move through it and all that stuff. I but. thought you were going to say, this is a life. You're just making art. That's <laughs> what I wanted to ask you is that, uh, do you like the idea of being able to every project jump back and forth from being the supervisor to just being an artist? Would you prefer that, uh, balance? Cause I, because you're, an, I mean, you're an artist. You're, yep. that's how you started. You're an artist at heart. And then, like you said, once you get up higher, then you just end up making less things and yeah. you get different, um, rewards through what you do and you take care of people and i think that that definitely feels really good when you got a team and it's strong and you're just all you do is just support this group of people and yeah. make amazing stuff but do you like similar to what you're doing now jumping back and forth yeah i do actually and i i mean that's the other thing why i i think i i enjoy ilm so much as a, as a studio is because again the cg supervisor thing i didn't i wasn't doing any art you mm -hmm. know wow. and now the one thing with ilm is is the dis they call we I guess for lack of a better term, we call them discipline soup. So every, di every, su every uh, discipline has their supervisors. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's multiple ones and, and things like that based on the show. But at least at ILM, I get to supervise and get to do some sort of artwork. Yeah. Uh, again, it's, it's, um, it's not as much, but I still get to do some sort of quality. Uh, and then you also, at the end of the show, you're the guy doing a lot of the cleanup, the grunt work that <laughs> whenever like, and, and, and it gets to it too. Like, I don't want to, I don't, it's art, it's work. I don't even want to give to another artist, right? Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah, not, yeah. it's not fair to them. I just, I've, I've done a lot of it. I mean, the running joke also for all of us too, is that when you, when you've been in the industry long enough, everybody's worked on pipes everybody's worked on some sort of concrete tarmac <laughs> somebody's box. worked a box uh, <laughs> like it's just these quintessential yeah yeah, yeah. you know it's they'd have to be remade every time for every show yeah, every time like... you do a show gotta make a spoon gotta make a spoon <laughs> well that's it like this hopefully we're just getting to the point that we can reuse that exactly. and just change it enough but then yeah. of course it gets into legalities which is always a fun thing oh too. yeah yeah um but yeah no I, as far as the art i think and again i think this goes back to even when we're looking when we hire people, when we're looking for people, I always like seeing people that do stuff outside yeah. of work. Uh, um, they, you know, they um, they do some sort of uh, extracurricular activities. Uh, they get outside. Mm -hmm. uh, they enjoy film, but they also do art, some sort of other artwork. Like, mm -hmm. because I think if you really like, for me, uh, I, maybe it's just me and the way that I I need to live. But art is a twenty four hour thing. It it, yeah. it doesn't end at six o'clock it doesn't end like i'm always i'm always 
thinking about ideas. I'm always doing art. I'm always, and then maybe it's because music is so important to me that I always get so much inspiration from the music yeah. and it's always, I usually always have something in my ears <laughs> with the music and yeah, yeah. it always inspires me that way. Um, and, but again, there's times you need to take a break. Like this summer, I, I totally took a back seat and did a little bit of artwork. I mean, mm. I was doing the job, but yeah. my own personal artwork, um, just to make sure that I'm, you know, I'm spending time with the kids. I'm, I of took, course, yeah. I took some more time off, uh, just to, just to enjoy, mm -hmm. you know, like just living. It, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, again, it's, it's going back to that thing of keeping up with the Joneses, right? You yeah, always yeah, feel yeah. like you're keeping up with the Joneses sometimes. And I think again, when you're talking earlier about pros and cons, like social media is great and Instagram's great, but I, I think everybody just needs to realize what it is because you know, I, I've been, uh, I finally got an Instagram, you know, a year and a bit ago and, and it's great. You see all these amazing artists, and but then you just start to get panicked because you're it's too, you, much. It's too much. Yeah, you know, you're like, I'm like, oh my god, I'm not doing enough. I see like, <laughs> you know, James Jean doing this, and yeah, I see yeah, this yeah. artist doing that. I see, you know, some of the amazing artwork you're doing. I'm like, Thanks. what? What's like, what's wrong with me? Am I not? But then that's the thing ah, is you dude, just that's so crazy. But yeah. that's the thing is you need to everybody, even even artists that are starting out, you need to take a step back, yeah. right? You need to just chill a bit man. but also it's one thing i forget about what you're saying now is that you know a lot of a lot of artists who are either um freelancing or working for themselves and they're able to post their everyday stuff what i think about imagine if you could actually share the work you do every day at your job i mean yeah. your page would look like everyone else's page because you're doing like eight ten twelve hours of work every day of you know sure you're supervising but you're still creating so many so much assets art i mean yeah. and that's one that i don't know about you but that's one thing i typically forget when i see an artist who's you know able to work on what a fine art full-time when they're able yeah. to post it I'm like it feels like a lot and then you realize oh i'm spending the same amount of time yeah. i'm still doing a lot of work i just can't show it so it feels like you're think, not on the same page i guess yeah yeah i think that's an interesting point because now that you've said that i think that is the hardest thing being in this industry mm -hmm. um whether you're in animation uh a show that you worked on a show for a year it doesn't get picked up you can't show it mm -hmm. you know uh visual effects everything like I think that's the hardest thing like you see something that I worked on or other artists worked on you see the end result you yeah, didn't yeah, see yeah. the two months it took for me to oh get there God. right and so many cool stages that's the thing yeah, like it goes through so many I would many, love yeah. to show that exactly. I would I wish I could but it's so it's just client and legalities and they don't want you to show you a turnaround because they only want to show you the best of the best and they don't yeah. want to show you like I love the process yeah I, I remember growing up and loving Warner Brothers yeah. and then seeing you know when I was little seeing the actual pencil sketches of mm -hmm. of Daffy Duck and Bugs Bunny and everything and loving them more than the final product sure. oh yeah the, the line emotion, is alive the, uh, yeah, yeah the emotion and I mean there was a there was a, a years ago I was having a uh, an idea if I somehow could swindle it is is just do an artist series called Forbidden Landscapes. And what it is, is it's so funny that you, you work on these. Uh, so when I'm texture painting, mm -hmm. uh, try not to get too technical, but in a sense, what happens is you, you take that model and you have to unfold it. Mm -hmm. And then you essentially you're painting on a, on a square map yep. uh, over many different square maps to give, you know, yep. uh, the look of the character. But there was times that I would, you'd zoom in so much into these textures and it looked like, <laughs> A landscape yeah, yeah and yeah, i would yeah. love to just do a series of really that stuff abstract yeah. shapes yeah, right yeah crazy yeah. like the craziest stuff and then you zoom out and it's a it's an unfolded face and it looks really weird but yeah. if you zoom in because we're dealing with 
pixel resolutions that are incredible. Like you're dealing yeah. with 4K, 8K. I mean, there's, you know, on Valerian with the software packages now. When I was, I had to work on this hero shot, and it's the sh the ship was so big, and I had to work on this one area, and I'm working. I had to work at 32K <laughs> because I had to work on this one area, and I mean, 32,000 pixels. That's is, insane. Is and nobody like ever huge. sees it because then you got yep. lighting and motion blur and camera shake. Oh man, it looks great. And then, <laughs> but that's the funniest thing is, I mean. Yeah, you can't take it too personally either because you're like, oh, I just did that. Oh, there it goes. There it goes. Okay. <laughs> Two seconds and it's Man, gone. Man, and I wonder if that stuff can be optimized. I often wonder where the amount of hours that go into uh, into so much work where it's not seen. And I think it's great to keep the quality up. I think yeah. it's great. And it's, I think it's what you're talking about, about feeling not seeing. That's, that's, I think yeah. that's a huge part of it. But I wonder if live action films can be planned out similar to... 2D or 3D where your assets are there and they're not really wasted because like you know yeah. where things are getting I I, th I think they are and they can be but the problem is now with the CG world is they they can I mean there's that terminology again another swear but they pixel fuck stuff right they <laughs> yeah. they go to the nth degree yeah. because they can instead of the old days where you're like you have two takes or it's animatronics yeah, yeah, yeah. or it's different things like that and I think hopefully at some point we'll come to some sort of middle ground like you know, yeah. it, it just, it gets so ridiculous and nobody cares at the end of the day, really like, yeah, okay, great. It looks great. But the average person isn't yeah. going to, it, it looks, it looks good. Um, you know, it, they, you got to let it go. It and I think that's the problem. That. No, it doesn't. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's so much money is wasted really. Mm -hmm. Like it's, I mean, it, it really does come to, it, so much of it now comes down to the 5%. Mm -hmm. So the 5% is the people that this this person says it should look like this this person says it sh should look like that but it really is five percent and it, it doesn't look it it doesn't look any better it just looks different mm -hmm. so it's again it's like why are why are we doing this you know yeah. it's, but again you when you get into these high profile films you have so many people that want to have their comments. say yeah. and, uh. and claim claim ownership that i i suggested that and it's just like you know, so you always have to battle through that stuff. Yeah. And I think that's, the again, going back to the best thing about if you have a life outside of this, if you have your your own artwork, you know, um, if you have a few friends that, you know, you can chat with about it and just get it out. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, things like that. Um, it, it's super important. Mm -hmm. you know, it's super important. Would you recommend people to get into this industry? Uh <laughs> or what would you say? Maybe, uh, maybe if you you do recommend, what would you uh, kind of as a caveat? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine doing anything else. Yeah. Um, but I'm always constantly thinking about the end game. Like I'm constantly thinking about. Um, it's it's a really hard thing too because like for myself, I love doing my own artwork. So I'm always in juxtapose of I'm doing this work that I enjoy, but then I always feel like when I get home and the kids go to bed or whatever and you know i just want to chill out mm -hmm. with my wife and watch a movie um i feel like I, there's still that nagging pressure that i i, I need to be creating i need yeah. to be creating my own stuff i need to be getting my own stuff out there so that's always such a battle um i i do recommend it <laughs> i mean <laughs> game games film animation it's it's all it's also interesting i again i i feel I feel so fortunate for how it unfolded for me. I honestly don't know how kids do it today. I mean, it, <laughs> there's certain things that are far easier. Like, I can't believe that you can 
edit something and have your demo or have something you've done within so fast where yeah. when I was trying to get Jaws in the day, these really crappy VHS copies that I had to put in FedEx and you you mailed it out and you spent hundreds of dollars trying to get a job and nothing would come back and four weeks later you get this crappy letter (laughs) by some company you didn't even care about but you just needed a job and um, (laughs) you know so that there's that but yeah it's it's a really hard I think I I would recommend it if you if the if they understand that it's a life decision, like mm-hmm. this isn't like I'm going to jump in it and see how it, oh, I'm going to dabble, like just stick my toe <laughs> in the water and oh, I kind of like art. I, I kind of like this, but yeah. you know, I, art's fun. You know, it's, it, you know, it, like we all say, it's, it's 99% perspiration, 1% inspiration, right? Yeah. Like you, it, it is a lot of work. I think that's what people, you know, that don't do it or thinking of getting into it. It's a lot of work and it's, it's a lot of work with, dealing with other people and, and working with teams and, and understanding how to have your soft skills and your critical thinking. But if you're passionate and you love art and you, and you like, you, you know, you want to give it a go, I think, yeah. I mean, like I would, I would do it again. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, it's, it's crazy, but you can't, I think the thing with, again, going back to like a lot of the younger artists, they're, they're always just trying to get there so fast. Right, they're trying to climb that mountain, but they don't know how to get up the mountain. But they know they got to get there, but mm. they don't know how. And I'm like, well, again, like we always said, enjoy the journey. Like, yeah. it's it's fine being an artist. Like, I love just being an artist and just doing work, and don't feel obligated that the only way you're going to be quote unquote successful is that you're a lead or a supervisor yeah, yeah, or yeah. a director or a VFX soup. You know, find find what your passion is and love it. There's certain people, and I think that's where this it falls on the studio too to also you know, have the courage to just be like, you know what, you're an amazing artist. We don't want you stay to leave. There. We're investing in you. Just stay, stay here, mm-hmm. you know, and, and work on that. And I think it's also, um, right now in Vancouver, especially it's an artist market. So you have that ability to, to grow. But I mean, this industry is so volatile that yeah. we don't know what's going to happen in two years from now. Yeah. Right. So, but the thing about you're saying like, do you need to grow and you're right I, I was i read this book um uh, radical candor and it's just about how to work with teams and how to kind of create really trusting relationship with a company where you when you can give critical feedback people will take it well because they know you care they care about your process but one recommendation in the book was for company uh, people who run the company was you know realizing who are your rock stars people that are just good at that skill mm-hmm. and who need to stay at that skill because they're not going to be good leaders but they're just the best and then how to like you're saying reward that because it doesn't feel like it exists you get more money if you become soup whatever you hire but for mm. people who are amazing at their skill you want to keep them so you want them to teach other people there's not a lot of reward maybe it's cha- i hope it's changing but there's not a lot of reward where you know they, they should be hopefully paid more and given more credit because of the m- kind of work they're doing without having to get into the supervisor pos- or you know like the position to feel like I don't know, they're validated or something. Exactly. Because like, exactly. it's like you said, not everyone can lead. Not everyone can. It's a skill that you can learn, but I think somewhat has to be natural in your personality. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. I'm still learning every day, like learning how to do it. And I still question all the time. I'm like, <laughs> is this, should yeah. I be doing this? But I agree. And it, as long as those rock star artists aren't assholes, like I just, you know. That's big. That's yeah. Big. Like you still have to work with the team. You still <laughs> have to be, you know, still be good. If not, then man go do your artwork somewhere else man that's totally cool 
that's great it's the same thing as like you know we're chatting again offline about constructive criticism like yeah, yeah. so many artists like they get their backup but you know what we're just pixar came out with this good term when i was working with them that we're just trying to plus stuff right yeah, we're just yeah. trying to make it the best it can be we're not saying that you can't do what you're doing we're just trying to make it better across the board and it's going to make you better and as soon as you get your backup and especially in production art it's not yours <laughs> like that's exactly. the thing that yeah, some yeah, of these artists yeah. if you if you want if you want it to be yours then you go do your personal artwork exactly. and not listen to people because I have friends that do paint overs on my work and it makes my work better and I'm yeah. happy for it, especially one, one good friend, uh, Brandon Reimkin. Shout out to that guy. Amazing, <laughs> amazing so. concept artist. Um, but it, yeah, they, like, uh, that's what I find is that when you get into a leadership and supervisor role and you try and give feedback, some people are really great at it, some people aren't. But you have to be able to receive it and also understand it. And, and sometimes what people don't realize is when you give, when you give critical feedback that, that is making your work better, or it's to, again, it could be just different. And, mm -hmm. you know, you, you as an artist, but you're a production artist, you're still paid to do this. If you still yeah, fundamentally yeah, yeah. believe that your piece, your, what your choices are better, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But it's not yours. Yeah, it's not <laughs> yours. Sorry. You, I'm asking you to do this. Yeah. If you if you want to do what's asked or what the... And again, we run into this a lot. It's not even me. It's like what the, the higher up, the visual exactly. effects supervisor, the client wants. You need to deliver that. If you have another version, show that other version. And if you think that's better, that's cool. But at the end of the day, you're getting paid <laughs> to do this. There's still a chain of command and there's yeah, people putting money into it. Yeah, yeah. And you still have the freedom to be an artist. You're still creating. You're still putting your spin on it. You're still doing all these things. It was it was like a long time ago. I worked with, um, you know, a great animator and and uh, back in Toronto, we're working on a television series and, mm -hmm. and he was saying that he, <laughs> animators would get all hoity-toity because he's telling them how like okay the character needs to go in through this door and out through this door yeah. and at some point he needs to sit in this chair and they're like well how dare him say like i should be able to do it. he's like look i didn't i didn't say how he should enter yeah, the door yeah, yeah. i didn't say how he should get to the chair i didn't say how he should leave but these are the key things that needs to happen in this shot mm -hmm. and it's just that kind of change helping them change their their yeah. perception right like getting out of that kind of idea i think uh, as long as you embrace this idea that you're talking about of you know this is not for you it's for someone else i yeah. think you're going to be so much happier at work you're going to yeah. be so much happier and then this goes back to your point about finding people who do do personal work be because yeah i think once you realize that what you make at work is you know it's not going to be for yourself i think to satisfy your artist in an artist you you kind of have to do something at home i think you yeah. have kind of to have ownership of uh, and to make those decisions so that when you do go back to work that itch and that's what you're talking about like it's there you don't want to kind of take that out of work or maybe you can if you're lucky and the projects allow you to do that i think mm -hmm. it, it happens it's great but yeah just that it, yeah i that's that's one thing i found valuable to myself and, and it's an advice i give us for people like to do their own thing because yeah, you often to. you're, you're going to be disappointed if you expect it from work yeah. it'll happen but often it may not just because like you said there's a chain of command and sometimes you'll do decisions you may not even agree with because, you know, the the, the top of the top said, yeah. here's what we do. And then <laughs> it's, it's weird, too. It's almost like sometimes like when I read books, I always sometimes I read two books at the same time. And one is uh, usually a nonfiction and okay. one is like a fiction. So if I read some sort of crazy sci fi fantasy thing or something, I like kind of grounding it with having every so often like 
the Bowie biography or something like that. Like something <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. going to ground me and, and help me grow that way. It's the same thing that I find weird. Like if I'm working on a very realistic show, mm-hmm. I most of the art I tend to do on my own is more stylized and more comical. And then when I like when I go back, say, to animation, I'm working yeah. on more stylized stuff, I tend to do... I wouldn't say my stuff is never fully realistic, but it's more mature. Yeah, you want uh, variety, I guess. Yeah, exactly, yeah, and yeah. I, I like it. And I, again, this is the other problem that I find with certain artists is they, again, they get into that social media loop where they everything they do is the same. Yeah. Because they got they get so much, and maybe that's their thing. But I like I, I can't work like that. I like doing multiple different things, and maybe you. that maybe that means I have no sense of myself when I draw. But I like being doing different things and again going back to the traditional if you you know if you like doing creatures or you like doing humans but you're bad at hands don't cheat don't hide the hands (laughs) don't like you know just work on that stuff work on work on being better you know like work on what if you like it then that's great if you don't like it then you know but you just mentioned that sense of self that's kind of a funny thing to say because uh, some of the artists i even spoke to here and this idea of wanting to pursue multiple things because well not only you're drawn to it you know each each look you pursue adds to yourself but just picking one Mm. i I don't know about yourself but i'm it's not that i'm hesitant it's just i think you can be maybe multi-layered i don't know what what are your thoughts on like you said i guess what are your thoughts on not just doing one thing Uh, personally do you think like because you said you don't have a sense of self do you think you do or is that a joke kind of an off comment? Yeah, it's kind of an off comment. I mean, I, I do, but I I think it's sometimes you get, as you know, with with the artwork we all do is just you, I feel for the longest time I never complete anything and then I, it's never fully done or I, I guess in the sense of self where I'll, I'll do a piece, but then if I, if I look at my last five pieces, they're not really a series. Like I couldn't mm. show them as an yeah. art series because they're all like all over the place, but um I think as long as you're able to see, like, say for yourself with your artwork, like mm-hmm. if I look at your murals and then I look at, say, your watercolors, mm-hmm. they're different, but yeah. I know it's you. And and yeah. I think sometimes I still always question, like, is this me? Like, am I yeah. trying? Because we're only, like, the thing is, I think what artists need to do, uh, another friend of mine said a really good quote a long time ago, and I don't think she realized how brilliant it was because I always hold on to it, but an <laughs> artist is defined by the science of their times. And I mm. think that is such a yeah, key yeah, yeah. thing, right? Because, you know, Michelangelo and Da Vinci, they got to dissect cadavers. They got to do all these different things. We don't, but we have Photoshop and we have digital and we yeah. still have traditional and we're all this. And the other thing for me is there's, it's all been done before. Like it has. Yeah. And I think the only thing that makes it different is the combination in which you put it into play that makes sure. it unique. So our styles are based on a culmination of, I love Michelangelo. Like, his elongation and giganticism is amazing. I yeah. love Frank Miller. I like Magnola. I love Norman Rockwell. I, yeah. like, and as an artist, you start to adhere to certain styles that you, you love, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, James Jean, all this stuff. I'm like, holy shit, this stuff's amazing. Um, and then also for me, I was a skateboarder for many, many years. I still skate, sort of. <laughs> um, but I grew up with, you know, Pal Peralta and all these amazing skate designs. So I fell in love with that type of graphic and t-shirts and and things so i'm i'm always feeling like i'm torn a bit like i just some of the stuff i design with t-shirts in mind some of the things i design as a as as a thinking of it being a mural print uh other things you know i design 
you know, whatever. And I, I mean, there's things that I should be doing that would make me a better artist, like, you know, and, and it would probably make my wife a lot happier if I, was, <laughs> if I did a couple of pieces that I feel like we could put on the walls that were a little bit nicer. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. it's in the end, though, I think what you said is that you should uh, do that if you need to. Because on the other hand, yeah. doing all those various things seems to satisfy the artist in you. Yeah. And uh, I guess I always, because what you're saying is I, I relate to that very much because I do try to do all these different things and the question of like, am I a cohesive yeah. artist? Am I representing the right? But then the more you think about it, then in the end it comes to, but do I need to? Like, yeah. do I care? And then I think, that, and that's why the more of these conversations of having with artists, that's why the more I come down to a conclusion that it only matters when it hits money. When yep. you have to make a living, yep. or if you want to make a living with whatever that is you're doing, that's where those questions matter. Up to that point, like, do whatever you want, man. Like, it's just have a good time I, exactly. in this life that you get and yeah. make I think cool that, stuff. Yeah. yeah, I think that's like, who are you, who are you doing this for? Yeah. And I think, like, it's exactly, it's the money. Like, if I want to, if I want to be an artist, I mean, I've kind of scratched that niche because I've been fortunate enough to be in the industry making making enough salary to support and still do my other art exactly but i mean i would still love to have time to just take three months off a year and i mean the the ultimate goal for me would be the the three six three man where yeah. you just three months of the year you're working on your own stuff six months of the year you're working with a team or somebody else and three months of the year you're traveling yeah. and it's just like that would be the end all be all for me but I'm just gonna go surf who knows yeah i mean any day i mean <laughs> surf. <laughs> i mean that changed my life yeah. i mean i think i think that's the other thing too is i i I don't think enough artists do enough physical. Oh my I God. mean, if I, <laughs> I would, I would just be so insane if I didn't do some sort of physicality, yeah. like whether, whatever that is like hiking, snowboarding, you know, rock climbing, you know, it, it brings you back to a sense of self that in a clarity that nothing else can give you. Right. Like I just, I, I mean, I see artists that don't do enough physical and they're an amazing artists, but I can see the wheels spinning in their heads and self-doubt and all these different things instead of if you just pulled outside of yourself a bit and it, looked at a sunset and <laughs> realized that nothing is better than that you yeah. will never create anything better than nature as soon as you realize you'll never create anything better than nature you're okay it's good to be humbled basically yeah. and also but the, i think when you're talking about looking for earlier you're saying <laughs> i like these cycles you're talking about hiring people who are um, looking for artists who do other things outside of work yeah and because they're just they're kind of better people to hang out with they are they are <laughs> i find a, their personalities at a certain are point totally you get different. tired of just talking about drawing this thing or yeah. this person like sometimes you just want to talk about i don't know like how cool trees are in this yeah. mountain you hiked up you know like yeah here's a photo of uh, this beach here. just i don't know yeah, yeah. like it, it, because it, you realize life is a lot more about it and you were talking about these younger artists who are trying to get to this thing they want to do and sometimes maybe this is what I wanted to ask you, but sometimes we focus too much on just trying to copy and be someone like someone to get into the industry, but bypassing this process you're talking about of mm. maybe discovery. And actually I have this question written down uh, about how you want, you, well, especially now you end up working with so many artists, you end up mentoring a lot of artists. Mm. And um, do you notice the consistent thing that they're missing? Uh, I mean, it depends on the artist. No, I think, I mean, the artists that I've been working with lately that we've hired, I think for the most part, I'd say 90%, they're at a level that they're all, they're very talented and I think they, they, they get it. Mm -hmm. um, 
they might need a little coaching here and there based on the style or what they what they should be looking for but i think no i th i think and again personality goes so far it's finally like i was super happy that ilm finally we started hiring some junior artists mm. and we have a couple of junior artists and they're killing it like they're, they're just hungry oh but they're so they're so they're good mm -hmm. and they're they're friendly and they're fun and again it's like i'd far rather have a gung-ho junior that has a skill set than a bitter senior right yeah. like it's just yeah. i don't <laughs> at my <laughs> age now i don't need that stuff so it's um yeah, it's, I, I don't know if it's lacking. I mean, we get stuff that is lacking, and, and then we give critique on it. Mm. Um, but again, it, it, it depends on the industry. Like, I mean, and it de also depends on the studio. So exactly. ILM is a certain level. You guys get some studios. really, really good yeah. artists. So. Oh, yeah, <laughs> crazy. And then yeah. you also have San Francisco that have these incredible artists down there that mm. I learned from that just to blow me away. Like, you know, to work under, you know, Gene Bolt, who... I mean, started in the model shop, right? She mm -hmm. she was the one that created the dragon for uh, Dragonheart, you know? And oh. it's just like Steve Walton, who's amazing, and he did this, he painted Davy Jones, like, uh, on Pirates. So it's mm -hmm. just like, how can you not be humbled by yeah. it? You know, you meet other guys that are working, and their first gig was Ghostbusters doing the animatronics, and you're like, oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just crazy. Uh, but with the young artists, I think it's just the, I think if you have the passion and the, personality again personality goes so far man. Mm -hmm. it, it's so important you can have the skills but if you're a jerk like it's just you're gonna have a really really hard yeah. time um but again it's it's difficult like i was in games for about three years and that was a very interesting journey into itself but i <laughs> met some lifelong friends like that was some of the best camaraderie i've i've had yet i mean that it was at the end, it wasn't for me, and I had to get out, and I went back to film. But it was it was amazing. It was a really great experience, and the personalities were there were really good. And I mean, we knew what we're at too. That studio was we were shooting for a triple A. We <laughs> were more a double A, but we all kind of knew it. But we we're yeah, having yeah. fun, and we we're trying to do the best within what we had. Well, those are the crash games, or what yeah, the yeah. crash games, cool. yeah. And then and I, you did everything. I, you I worked on the prototype. You just worked on everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fun. I mean, that was a blast, man. Yeah. There, it was such a small team. I mean, I loved it. It was great. Like, at the end of the day, too, it's, I mean, we chatted about this at work, too. It's like, why so, sometimes it's so funny that your your most fun projects do the worst. Yeah. Like, I, and again, maybe, maybe I'm fortunate enough, again, that work in the industry and we can have some of these failures at other people's expenses <laughs> so that I don't have to go bankrupt. Yep. Um, but yeah. I hear, I hear this from artists even like a, on a singular scale where, you know, their favorite work gets the least likes or response online where the things they thought they didn't care about doesn't yeah. or something that's more. Yeah, it's weird how that works. And like I think it's because you're catering to the majority. So yeah. you, you have to realize the kind of the maybe... I don't want to use it, but it's like the simplicity of people. You know yeah. what I mean? I think in general, once you're going back to the majority of people, and I think it's it's why kind of mediocre movies do really well, oh, way better yeah. than not so. Like, for example, you know, the latest Blade Runner probably didn't do as well as some like, well, I don't know, like those Baywatch movies. You yeah, know, yeah. I don't know. Like, I agree. But most likely, maybe they didn't. But And that's unfortunate because one is just a beautiful piece of art and from oh, music to... And that's kind of how it goes, I guess. And I think uh, I often wonder about how how can you be at peace? At like you have to understand that when you're making work that you care about deeply, I think you kind of have to set off from a point where if you do care about response, you have to kind of have to accept that you'll not get much. 
Yeah. It, I mean, it still guts you. I mean, yeah. it, that's the thing is it still guts <laughs> yeah. you. You know, like, I mean, like we're saying, like Valerian, I, that was some of the most fun I had. We had mm-hmm. a big team. We got to do some cool stuff. I mean, Weta was doing crazy stuff on their end. And again, the story, it just, the story didn't come together and the acting wasn't great and it didn't do that well. But, and it still guts you at the end of the day. Like, you're just like, <laughs> Yeah. I, I like what I did. Dude, yeah, but especially for you, when you spend like years on a project, that's a crazy thing, right? Oh, it yeah. can be. I mean, yeah. yeah, certain projects can definitely yeah. take a long time. Um, but it also, you know, it's just crazy too when certain studios have a lot of money. And like when we worked on the Pixar shorts and we thought they were done and, you know, then it gets changed because they have no timeline. So oh, it's just, man. you're just like, oh. And then another short, again, we're talking about too, like another short, it was beautiful. Like it was yeah. so good. And it was... I think something like 95% done and it got cut and it'll never see the light of day. You, and you're just like, damn. You have to stress this. This is the, the this is like the heart <laughs> aches of the industry. Like, I think that's probably why you're hesitating to let people know to get into this. Because yeah, well, you're going to get hurt. I, yeah, you will. And I think, I think that's the thing too. I, I mean, like working on the first day, it's got to, you know, you get to work on all this cool stuff and then all of a sudden one of the characters I work on gets cut and you have like two shots, three shots. And, and you're you like, never get to show it. You never get no, to you show can't. You, you ah. just, you can't, right? Like you, you, you want to. I mean, I'm sure you could privately yeah. and not get legalities against you. This is why the Instagram game is not fair. Uh, yeah, I think, I think that's it. Because I would, again, I going back to what you're talking about with breakdowns, I think it would be so healthy for the industry. I think it would also, oh, yeah. publicity. I think it would even totally. help the films. It would help the studios. It would help everything. If, I, if, some are, if we were able to allow to show the process, like mm-hmm. some of the process is... is um, you know, it's crazy. But going back to what you said, like, again, a um, friend of mine coined uh, that kind of denominator thing is gray milk. Mm. It's just, you know, best intentions, but it all just kind of becomes gray milk, <laughs> yeah. man. And I always say that sometimes I get, uh, you know, you go through your, your ups and downs, but half-baked dreams, man. Like, you work on these shows, and I think that's another hard thing as artists is, like, and I you can see the backlash with the Star Wars movies, and that's a whole other discussion, but... <laughs> In your head, you know, you think you can do better. You know, you think you're putting all this time and effort into it and then you see the end result and it's just lacking. But I, again, I, I'm such a stickler for story. Mm. I think story is, is queen or king. King, yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah, um, queen is good too. Yeah, it's, it's so important, right? <laughs> yeah. Like it's just, I, it's incredible. It's like no matter how good the art is, you know, the story will yeah. ruin it. And the craziest thing is I look at my favorite films of all time and they're, you know, a lot of them probably don't even have CG in them. Yeah. And the others are hard to distinguish if there's even CG in them, you yeah. know? And if it is, it's, it's, it's there to enhance. It should be there to enhance the story. Exactly. Not, and I think that's the problem too now with because of the These money. These days a lot, yeah. right? Yeah. So again, like with Revenant, I think it was, that film was too long, but mm-hmm. <laughs> that's another story. <laughs> and it was quite different from the book, but that's fine. Um, but I think that was the thing. It was... It, Every once in a while, it's nice to be part of a project that you worked on something that's visual effects, and it's not—it's just helping the story. It's not—it's not, not the center. Transformers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not—it's not. It's not uh, uh, that isn't the—that isn't the key to it. You know right? how a lot of people these days complain about how uh, a lot of things are not original, or and I think maybe CG is a kind of a symptom where a movie gets. Uh, publicity and is sold by how impressive it looks and people kind of yeah. it's almost like a really nice comic book cover and then you read the comic book you're like yeah. this sucked like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get fooled totally. and I think that's yeah. what, ha- what it's almost like uh, it's probably actually I realize that it's not a bad analogy where like you realize CG like good trailers draw you in because yeah. Godzilla looks amazing but and that's marketing man yeah. and I mean 
I mean, you ever want to just listen to Bill Hicks from years ago? Bill Hicks, <laughs> he oh, yeah. knows what he he knew what he was talking about because that's the problem, right? Like, yeah. and I think that's the thing. But I I mean, every once in a while, I go back and I watch old old trailers of my favorite films from like the '60s and '70s yeah, and yeah. '80s, and oh man, they're awful. Yeah, they're terrible oh, oh trailers. My God. <laughs> I remember watching some, oh, what was it? It was like maybe like watching the old Planet of the Apes trailer. Just oh, just, just terrible. <laughs> Even like, I mean, I was looking at... We got at, it good. Yeah, I mean, I was even looking at like, John Carpenter's The, the Thing is like one of my favorite films of all time, and that trailer is awful. Which one it? was it, sir? John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. 82. Yeah. Um, but it's, <laughs> it was, it's great. But then, uh, you know, then, you know, Mad Max 2 or The Road Warrior changed my life, right? Yeah. So that's why, you know, having that little bit of an opportunity with, with George. But that was the craziest thing, too, like when yeah. back going back to Australia is watching, Matt, well, Australia is called Mad Max 2, but here's The Road Warrior. Um, watching the Road Warrior with George and him telling me things uh, is just crazy. Like not realizing that there was no real score in it, and the score was the engines, and they, he did the wow. sound of the engines to stimulate you to for tension and all that stuff. It wasn't wow. Uh, so all these really interesting things, right? But um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, going back to the film thing, it's it's just funny because like, I mean, my favorite films of last year was Three Billboards and Dunkirk. And it was oh, just yeah. like yeah. amazing, but that was really I I mean Three Billboards was incredible. I haven't seen that one. Oh, it's, the writing's so good. Yeah, yeah, it's that's it's, why it's the writing, man. Yeah, it, it's the story is what you care about. Everything else is yeah. icing on the cake. And Dunkirk, yeah. the tension. But again, the, Dunkirk is like almost like Baraka for me. Baraka is I think mm -hmm. probably my favorite film of all time. But um, like Dunkirk, what it would only be half the movie if Hans Zimmer didn't do yeah, that beautiful score, right? Like, oh my god, it was. Yeah. It was huge, it, because and I but I like that the the cinematography, the really long drawn yeah. out shots. I mean, they it's almost as if they're they knew that Hans Zimmer is going to be there at the end. They're like, yeah. let's do this one minute shot because you know he's going to do magic with it yeah. and the tension of the the drone. Yeah, well, it's great too because I mean I went with my dad and my dad's a big World War Two buff and he was mm -hmm. an aviation photographer for years and stuff. Oh. So even just talking to him and seeing if they got it right and and they did wow he was even telling me stuff that i was like oh no way and he's like that's why the spitfire could do that because it was so light based on wow. this and it could glide that long and you're like oh okay it's <laughs> like, but it's like again it goes back to that kind of you know still in art learning the principles learning the process and then being able to bend the spoon if you need to right mm -hmm. like you still need to have that foundation even like i was saying at the beginning of the conversation with materials and learning how things react to mm -hmm. light and why they react to light and um i think that's where slowly if we all have time the crossover as it gets into the cg from design and art and art that you know if they have more time to be able to design for CG, because mm -hmm. they still have to, you still have to impress clients. But then to have that ability to, um, you know, build out from that, you know, and, and sure. I think, but it depends on the project too. Like with Valerian, it was really great because Ben Moreau, who did a, a, a crazy amount of artwork for Valerian. He's a beast. Yeah. Oh my God. Amazing stuff. Yeah. But the, the thing is to be able to then take his, his artwork and make it my own and Luke and uh, Philippe the VFX soup at ILM was totally open to it and mm. we were just trying to push it and it had it had all the kind of the ideas there that I knew that was that was going to be leather and I knew that was mm. a type of metal it, and it wasn't really distinguishable mm -hmm. it was but it gave me enough to build from that's so important and it, it drives me nuts when sometimes you get design yeah. and yes it's lit well 
but there's no material difference between the, the same. S- the skin looks like yeah. the cloth, which I'm like, well, that's great, and I can make it my own, but don't come back and get angry at me when I exactly. make it my own because you didn't give me enough information. This is why got art has got to study from life. But I think that's why uh, there's also a huge difference between the production design to an illustration. Like you yeah. got to know what you're doing and where you're at, and know where this is gonna go. And I'm to be like to be honest, I'm only maybe last year or two understanding that better yeah. because I was definitely naive and I'm sure it's kind of like you're saying you know you'll, you never keep learning but that was a thing where once you start being in touch with other productions and maybe sometimes the problems with studios is the different departments are not in talking to one another mm-hmm. so they don't even know that they're doing things wrong but yeah. as you work with those and you know you see how it goes through a production like yeah. oh okay maybe I, that I should describe that a little better and yeah. Yeah, yeah and I think but that's also on the studio and also on the teams uh, yeah. you know I think it's really hard right now because there there needs to be more of a crossover and and um, what happens is you know a lot of people come out of school they they want to work on their one discipline and then they don't know the rest of the pipeline or the production mm. yeah, yeah. and again luckily for me starting for better or for worse as when I did um, I was able to see and understand a lot more of the pipeline and, and figure out that if I do this, there'll be a ramification for mm-hmm. that. And I think it's really important if studios are, are helping. Like I at the beginning, when, like you're saying, when I was when I was younger, I was it's still a great studio in that way that I can go and talk with animation. I mm-hmm. can talk with rigging. I don't feel like there's any red tape for me, you know, that yeah. I can't do that. And yeah, I yeah. think it's really important. And then vice versa, there needs to be a back and forth that you know flagging things and doing all this stuff but you can only learn that on the production floor you, school can't and if teach it is encouraged and that's why you're saying the culture is so huge i never asked you why did you why you know you've done a lot of things you even did storyboarding outside of all the cg things you did how, how did you settle or why did you settle on texturing um i mean yeah i it's interesting i think for me um I got really tired of modeling mm. um, because when I, but now I'm I'm more back into it. But it's more on not for production. It's like ZBrush, yeah, like yeah. digital sculpting tools, like mm-hmm. anything. And then even my setup in ZBrush, like if some of the work I do, it's it's what I would do in clay. Yeah. So obviously it's not as detailed as some of these amazing artists that are doing. They're doing the craziest stuff. I'm just kind of again doing what I love to do. And if I the way my brushes are set up in ZBrush is very much how I would do it in clay or in Sculpey. So I'm just kind of basing on that. So I still like the whole creation process from concept. Il- like I just love doing concept illustration, creature, and then doing the, um, the textures. But to go back to your point in production art, I just got really tired of working on gray models. And I really, mm. because I, I primarily came from a self-taught illustration background and then slowly got into painting and all this types of stuff and tried to get better at it. It's um, texturing seemed like the best thing because it involved lighting. So I got to do shot lighting. I get, I get to do the understanding of materials and how things get put together. Mm-hmm. Cause I knew I could always go back and, and model and create a creature from a model. Those skills are there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm also the other thing too, man, some of the modelers I work with, they're so freaking fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i am like they got all the fancy am, tools and buttons oh, i'm like a sloth <laughs> compared to how and the stuff they do is amazing so for me i just i really i really got fascinated with um texture i've always just loved mm-hmm. texture i've loved lighting i've lo- and i just wanted to get better at it like i just i mean lighting and texture and materials just makes or breaks for me like you mm-hmm. know it's it's great and i think that again i wanted to find something within the production field that would roll back to my traditional my own work 
yeah, and yeah. I think that was the only thing that would really do it because at the end of the day I mean now it's different because we have Photoshop and everything like that too but at the end of the day I don't want to go back on the computer if I don't have to yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. be able to sketch I want to be able to pull out you know my watercolors and like yeah. you doing your watercolors at work has inspired me on my little watercolor Sweet. set and it's Thanks, my stuff <laughs> is glad. god awful but it's still fun right like i don't again it goes back to what you're saying like who am i i'm not dressing to impress i'm just trying to get better at what i do and you know create these little things and learn and and do all that type of stuff so it's, it's but i fun. think it, it's so cool that you got to try so many different uh, types of art uh, and when you do when you get really good at one thing and then you do a switch to another one mm -hmm. you realize how long it takes to really get good at a skill man that's so humbling because well, but it seems like you've gotten really good at many at many skills like you're saying from modeling to texturing to uh, I don't yeah. know if you do a lot of, but man it's tough it's <laughs> tough I think I'm still scratching the surface man yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I think that's the thing too because some of these artists that are coming up now or, or artists that are still around they're just they blow me out of the water so I can't I can't compete with that right? like I, I can't like they're they're that good but I think it's again it I'm I'm fortunate enough that I'm at a, a point in my career that I'm I'm kind of I'm just kind of doing my own thing mm -hmm. and I don't like like you're saying I don't really give a shit when I'm doing my own stuff if people like it they like mm -hmm. it uh, you know whatever and then luckily I'm I'm okay enough at my job <laughs> that I'm at you're so humble <laughs> but maybe you don't need to compete though that's one thing I always wonder even you know the fact you just mentioned that your modeling tools are very mimicking traditional tool uh, and I've noticed that even, for example, like, look how popular all the stop motion films are. There's a reason. I think yeah. because it's got that hand, like, realistic feel. And the fact that you're treating your digital as traditional, I have a lot of appreciation for that. I think a lot of artists do. Uh, and it's it's funny how a lot of CG is trying to be traditional because yeah. that that imperfection and that feel is so valuable. Um well, that's why tune shading is making a big comeback too. So, like, mm, even yeah. look at like that. It looks unbelievable. That Into the Spider Verse that's oh, coming yeah. out. Oh, yeah. But it just like that's I loved it because yeah. it 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 feels the way the animation's done. I know there's a lot done in comp to bring those kind of styles and that kind of comic booky feel, but it has a stop motion feel to it with the way they're doing their timing with the animation, and they looks like they remove motion blur, so it has mm, like yeah, it's yeah. just a different feel, right? And it yeah. looks mind blowing. Oh, that's amazing. Man. Can't wait for that. But that's why I think. I don't know, man. Uh, personally, sometimes like the most detailed, craziest model that doesn't excite me as much as one of those. I don't know if you've seen those. Uh, they did black and white Batman maquette oh, series. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that stuff is way cooler. I, I like I, it. I like yeah. it. Well, that's the thing is in the visual effects industry, you know, you have a lot of artists that get they get really off on how <laughs> how to make it so so realistic, so technical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I mean, it gets crazy. And for me, I I'm not. I'm not that type of person. Same, like I'll, yeah. I'll do it, but <laughs> I want to like, if I'm going to bring realistic skin into something, I want it on a creature. I don't want it on a digital human. And I yeah. think that's great. Like everybody has their place and they totally. love to do it. And again, and like you said, I think competing is the wrong word. Cause I'm not competing. Cause, but we have artists at, at ILM that blow me out of the water with how m m looked up artists and, mm -hmm. and supervisors and, and, uh, artists that are just making it look better than it's ever looked and that is awesome and we mm -hmm. need that it's just it's it's not for me yeah so but it's cool that you you do know what you want and i often go back to this uh just on, i think on, the, on this podcast in general because often my question is, is one is like knowing yourself and then knowing where to go i think those are i think they're difficult lifelong tasks and, and they i guess they often change but 
it's it seems like it's when you know what it is you want you get to be like your life gets simplified and you get mm. to be really good at it, it because I guess, yeah the older you get the life gets more complicated so that simplicity in your just like direction and your goals and that's so if you're talking about people i imagine who are really good at your work it's probably because that's you know they realize that's the only like that's the thing they want to be good at and it's probably the thing they're spending most of their time on and naturally right uh, they're getting good is just and when you talk when we talk about social media it's probably still and i know we talk about it more now but it's often forgotten that when you see something really good it's probably because those people that's all they do yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and that's the thing it's just again there's so much right yeah. like it, i think that's the thing and and again if if somebody knows what they want to do and that's that's their kind of little niche and they like it all the power to them but like for myself it's just i'm i'm constantly i'm never satisfied mm. like i'm never satisfied like as you know with artwork you do a piece and you're happy for a day or you, <laughs> it, it, i i'm always I always love the potential of what it will be. I'm not usually ever happy with the final result, but in that moment of creation, of creating it, I'm the happiest I could ever be. You're right? loving like, the process. Yeah, it's huge. It's, it's yeah. the best, right? Yeah. And and that, that search to always, you know, uh, searching for more. Like every great artist that I've loved has, has gone through all their different transitional periods mm -hmm. and... and you know, done different things. And, and I think it's just, again, I, I've, I'm trying to take a step back from the technical, like mm -hmm. I'm trying to take a step back, get a little bit more analog. Like I said, I, I you know, I think Instagram's really cool. I, I'm on it. I, I like it, mm -hmm. but I'm not on Facebook or anything like that. Yeah. But I, I like, I, I think it's really great. Cause I've, I mean, it's for me too, like some of the people that i like on instagram are bands like i just yeah, find yeah, yeah. these really cool bands and you're like shit I that's didn't, awesome you know and and photographers and yeah. other artists that well you're just like a well-rounded human being it's that's really <laughs> nice and <laughs> refreshing but it, and it seems like you have a pretty healthy relationship with that um uh, with that way of always wanting to be better but it doesn't seem like it's a it doesn't go dark or bad it seems like you want to be better but you're not like bashing yourself for not yeah no, I, that, yeah. I feel like i don't yeah. know uh, about you I, I i see a lot of artists and sometimes including myself where you just like it's an unhealthy relationship yeah. with not being what you want to be and yeah i think the realization of that you'll never get there is probably a better one yeah i mean this year too was i think was hard for me a bit because really? i was definitely questioning a lot yeah. on my career and and trying to get to that end game of you know wanting to to do more of my my stuff and kids books and mm -hmm. animation shorts and you know just things in general t-shirts and all that cool all that kind of fun stuff band posters and things but yeah i mean i think you always go through that those ups and downs and i think as long as you you have a few people that are in your corner like for myself uh, you know a couple a couple friends and and again you know my kids and my wife and i think if you have that it, it helps a lot and again it's it's hard to like being in a relationship where you know whether you do or don't have kids but if you're if you're in a relationship and your partner is a working professional as well it, mm -hmm. it it's huge but i mean thank goodness for it because when you know when i when we we're in toronto if i was an an accountant and you know my wife was um going to school in interior design she would those at Ryerson, she was at Ryerson. Those hours were crazy. I've never <laughs> seen anything like it. But wow. if I wasn't an artist, we wouldn't be together because she was like at school to three in the morning, but I was up drawing till yeah, three yeah, in the yeah. morning, right? You so, get each other. You're on the same Yeah, level. yeah. And we're different. And I mean, we, 
when we were younger, we used to get into huge debates about postmodernism over the dinner. Like you used, <laughs> oh, you'd, you'd go out for restaurants, <laughs> and then people would be arguing about the stuff, and then you'd look over at us, and we'd be arguing about postmodernism, which was <laughs> always fun. That's and I, I, again, I thought yeah. I knew so much, but then she also has an art yeah. degree, so it, like, she would always trump me on oh, everything because it's just I, I couldn't even compete. That's why I think about digital, like uh, this kind of industry education. It, like, it, it's kind of unfortunate and fortunate at the same time. I mean, you get a job sooner, but at the same time, you're you're given the basics, and you don't scratch the surface of any kind of art that comes before it. It seems yeah. like there's so much focus on. There's like, here's the skills you need to get a job. Good yeah. luck, but. Man, that stuff is so valuable. And yeah, that's what to... I don't like either. Like, yeah. I wish there was more. There was, m there'd be more about that. Like, not. And again, maybe that goes back to the same thing. When I was in classic animation school, that all they adhere to here are the principles. This is how you get a job. Instead of like, here's all this stuff. Like, why aren't you know? Why isn't there a course just dedicated to looking at Rembrandt? Looking yeah. at like, you know. Uh, you know Norman Rockwell like why or yeah. you know even go further back or more forward yeah. or or you know uh you know Alphonse Mucha is one of my favorite artists Same. of yeah. all time like uh, that guy unbelievable there wouldn't yeah. be comic books if it yeah. wasn't for him like, it, it's it, just like incredible it goes back to probably money you know yeah. right it's why it, yeah. that's why you don't and it's that's why uh, often you got to self-initiate and just teach yourself it's I think that's the thing it's, that's yeah. a, that's a good term self-initiation because yeah. you really I think the thing is too like a lot of times you, I find you have to be proactive. There's a lot of people out there that are reactive. Mm -hmm. And I, again, it's like whatever you like, if you're, if you're happy in your complacency and you want to do that, then own that, yeah. but don't, don't complain. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. if you, if that's what you want to be, that's cool. But if you want to be proactive, then go for it. There's, n there's no shame in, in mm -hmm. what are the, like, again, like, I mean, it's been said a million times before me, but like, there's, what are they going to say? No, they're not going <laughs> to, yeah. you know, it's, it's fine. And then, you know, you, your ego gets humbled and you build up again and I mean we all gotta fail copious amounts of times to get better so <laughs> I had Priscilla you on a podcast before but that's one thing I feel like she was say, talking about how writing notes to yourself and quotes and sometimes these things they're so easy to forget yeah. kind of what you're talking about that attitude of just ah, just do it man. Like, yeah. Yeah, I guess where yeah, sometimes you just kind of end up stopping yourself from doing it and I, I mean I can say that I mean I'm sitting here talking with you and I can say that but putting into action I'm 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 bad at it too, right? So it's it's but, but it's you, still you push yourself on that, I guess because it's never going to feel good. It's yeah, just <laughs> the reality of it's always going to suck. Um, oh, dude, I have so many questions. So <laughs> so fun to talk to. You. Uh, what do you do? You, what do you look for in work in your work now than compared to what you looked for ten years ago? You know, or earlier? Have you had a have you noticed a big change in yourself for why you appreciate projects? Uh. Yeah, I think it. I think a lot of it's always been about the team, but more than ever, it's been about the team. I think, mm. especially when you're, you know, you're starting out, you're you're kind of looking for those projects to prove yourself and and to also have have a really cool demo tape, like in the visual effects or the animation. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I get it. it. It's hard, and you're always aspiring because you want to work on the asset that will will do that, and you and you want to work on those things. But now I, you know, it's like a you know, I've been fortunate enough that I've been able to, to, to work on enough, you know, and, and now I, I'm, I hope I'm a little bit better at just accepting, you know, what comes down the pipe. Cause you know, you're going to get projects that are crappy and mm -hmm. you're going to get projects that you're going to love. And then you're going to work on projects that you love and you're not going to be able to work on any of the things you want to yeah. work on. Yeah. So, but I think it really, I mean, we all know you stay at a studio or you stay at, 
you know, wherever you are employment wise mm -hmm. because of the people that are around you. It really is about the people and about the team. And I think that's where I would still have a hard time being completely freelance by myself without being around other yeah. people to push yeah. me. Um, you know, I, you know, with, with work too, you look over at somebody else's desk and you see what they're doing and you're like, holy crap, that's really good. And then you start to sweat a little bit because you're like, oh man, oh, I yeah. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know that feeling, but it's inspiring. It's, it's a healthy, well, because the alternative sucks. Like the alternative yeah. is just to sit comfortable and don't push yeah. yourself, right? So yeah. yeah, I'm the best. I'm like, no, 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 no. there's always somebody better, man. <laughs> Uh, I like that on your website that you wrote, um, there's some, I got a quote here, Rain has traveled around the world honing his art on both the professional and personal levels. And I like that we wrote personal levels. Yeah. Uh, and I think you mentioned briefly the children's books you're working on. Is there, um, I guess may maybe, uh, do you want to chat a little bit about, I guess, what you've been working on the personal level and why children's books specifically? Uh, yeah, I mean, I procrastinated so long on this one book and I realized that I'm trying to get it out. I mean, I've been working on <laughs> one of the, a couple of them since, I don't know, since Weta and, you know, even at Pixar, people are like, when is it coming out? And now it's just like, it's taking Man, so long. the industry is stuffing you from making your uh, homework. I know. Well, it's also like, I looked back on it and it wasn't quite there. So I'm just trying to finish it up. And then I realized I'm just getting it out for free. It's mm -hmm. just digital. I'm going to get it out because I mean, everything, Sweet. you know, f I, like, at some point maybe it can make some money but i mean i was talking with friends and it's like well what are you selling it for and really would you i'd rather just get it out there because i mean for me like i love video games but mm -hmm. there's so much free to play yeah, video yeah. games why not have free to play or free to read books yeah, right? yeah like and just get out there and i'd like to s see feedback like it's better to just get it out there and see what happens like i'm again like we're talking about like i'm i'm not worried you know, I'm not a starving artist right now, oh, so yeah, I, yeah. at least I have that opportunity that I can kind of not be so uptight about doing it. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I mean, I've, I love the stories, like young readers and all that stuff too. And I think what I'd love to do is just work closer with, like I wrote it as well, and I'm more a conceptual kind of idea guy. So, mm -hmm. you know, I have a couple of friends that are writers and I'd love to work with writers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cause you know, some of the ideas, like there's one young reader book that I wanted to do that was, you know, would be something kids would read before um, Harry Potter, mm -hmm. but it's a kind of like to deal with death and some kind of big okay. topics, but um, you know, s other things. And then, you know, one of them I've always been wanting to do, uh, you know, the toy you knew too much, what I want to do a Hitchcockian take yeah, yeah, yeah. on this toy that's, you know, murder mystery type of thing. But, and then, you know, one that's based on my son and I want to do another one that's based on my daughter. And, and, uh, and then also too, like, I love, I love graphics on t-shirts. So yeah, I've yeah. been trying to put together a series that I would do, uh, you know, so that's other stuff that I'm just, just personal, ambitious, ambitious, just that's want awesome. to, like, yeah. I just want to, yeah, I just want to kind of get some different things out there. And, and, uh, I mean, if time permits to, I'd love to get back to some sculpture stuff. Yeah, I yeah. love, oh, I love God. sculpting. I know you. I know you said uh, you kind of talked about the thinking of the end uh, end game end plan. You said yeah, the end game. Where, yeah. What do you? Because you said the the three six three. Do you think it's reality? Can you make it a reality? I know you know we're living in Vancouver. Yeah. Oh yeah. Pricey, this city is crazy. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I imagine like ha having a family here is probably a really good place. Like actually, was that I had a question written down. Is it why you've traveled so much? And I really, yeah. I, I always appreciate people who have traveled because that, i think gives you different perspectives and but why vancouver and why and then yeah actually well first yeah why vancouver uh well just born and raised here but i i love vancouver i mean i keep coming back i remember we're at mainframe and we're like one day vancouver is gonna 
they're going to do it, you know, ever since Expo 86 <laughs> and that they're going to do it with it now. Look at Vancouver now. But then, of course, it's all out of whack with the price point and all that stuff. That's yeah. another story. But um, I think it's also family. Mm-hmm. So what, like when we went to New Zealand, my son was eight months and we went there and then my daughter was born in New Zealand. And um, and then after that, we're and then Weta, it's I mean, at that time, it was still a lot of hours. And I was just like, you know what? We just we need to go back. We need to take a break. And we need to go back because yeah. I, I New Zealand's amazing. Like mm-hmm. Australia and New Zealand are two of my favorite places. Like if I was to actually yeah. live, I would those would be places. So I think a, a big drawback was yes, there's a lot going on here. It's a it's a wonderful city. Um, I think if our families lived in Toronto, I would still be in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. wouldn't I wouldn't go there. Okay. Uh, I had enough after four years there. Good people <laughs> there, and it's great, but not for me. Um, but yeah, I was just. There's a lot going on here too. I mean, I miss the surfing. I still do my surf trips to Tofino and down yeah, into yeah. California and stuff, but it's still not enough. But uh, I think for uh, for our family and now with the kids being older and school systems and all that type of stuff and and just the people here are pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've met a lot of good people and uh, yeah, that was primarily, it was mostly, I think family was a draw and obviously the work was here, but at the same time, I. Uh, New Zealand was brilliant. <laughs> it was such a, it was such a nice place. It was very similar to Vancouver. Though, I, I have so. a feeling you're gonna go back. Yeah. Well, Austra- there's an area in Australia, like uh, North Sydney, called Avalon, that I would just. It's a cool name. I'd just go there and just <laughs> paint, paint, and surf. <laughs> but do you, do you think that can be a reality? Like, do you see that possible in your life? I, I, I hope so. Yeah. I think, I think you know, if you've been given enough opportunities, uh, you know, I think heaven, your your version of heaven, can be achieved while you're you know in your life and i mean my again i think it's going back to simplicity like i don't need a maserati i just want a beautiful place that i can go surfing and do my artwork and hang out with people that i enjoy it's probably more healthy yeah and that's (laughs) like that's that's for me um but yeah i think i think it can be i i think it's again it's it's a struggle though it's like it's an Mm -hmm. ongoing process of how how is this gonna work um another thing that i would love to do too is uh you know, I always get, we always get the, the shakes for the traveling, you know, where you can't, you can't do it quite as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I would love to go do a sabbatical for you now that we, we finally yeah, own yeah. a house from a few years ago and we have tenants and, and that works out. But I would love to even just go for a year just to like Sweden oh, or, or awesome. back to Australia yeah, or yeah, something yeah. and just, and take the kids and give them that education yeah, as well. Yeah. And then just come back. And at least when we come back, we come back to the same house so then they can still see the same friends. It was that idea of constantly moving around and them always not necessarily having their friends anymore. Mm-hmm. So if you just treat it like, okay, we're going to do this for a year. We're going to come uh, back. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. going to come back and we're going to a really cool place and get to do some work and you know see what happens. It so. sounds really awesome that you also like, you found someone who it seems like matches you in the interest for travel and art. Like your, oh, your yeah. wife, like you guys, uh, I mean, I haven't met her, but yeah. like even like you're saying the way you kind of met and then you travel, oh, yeah, she's like amazing. you yeah, share yeah. these values and it's great because it seems like you can do these things, yeah. right? Like, and, yeah. Oh, I mean, she's my grounding too. Like I, yeah. I would be just, I'd be so weirdly aloof if <laughs> I think back <laughs> before I knew her. So, oh my God. But no, it, it it's worked out really well, but I mean, yeah. it's, yeah, as you know, relationships—it's ups and downs, man. And it's, it's work. It's a lot of work, yeah. but it, it's good. I mean, yeah. there's no way else. I mean, we've been together. Next year will be 20 years. We've been together, so it's Dude, crazy. Congratulations! Yeah, thanks. That's, that's awesome. Not married 20 years, but together 20 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really cool. 
Um, damn, we're slowly running out of time. I like this conversation because it just flew, man. You're just <laughs> like, you're just full of uh, awesome information. Just maybe I was yeah. doing a little too much talking. But no, well, you're you're here to talk, man. <laughs> I, I I love it. Um, okay, I got. I mean, I'll have a couple more questions. We'll have to wrap up soon. Is there anything you wanted to chat about? Like, as far as like I know, we spoke about this before. Where you know, is there anything that could be valuable for? Yeah, other artists to listen like to because I mean we covered a lot and honestly I mean I think we could just keep going for hours it's just a I don't know if you want to throw something out there but if not I got more questions throw your way no I think we're covering it yeah. I, like for me I think it's just I mean the big thing for young artists is just don't be discouraged just keep at it but be able to take the constructive criticism and, and run with it and again also be able to edit like you're going to get critique from many different people um, mm, yeah. you know just you know edit that and even trust the people that some of the people don't don't necessarily take it from everybody right mm -hmm. you know it's like as much as we as much as we love our moms our our moms are not the greatest <laughs> critic of our work right so yeah. it's like will anybody else like this other than my mother right so yeah. it's uh that type of stuff and and uh you know yeah just keep at it and mm -hmm. uh take the criticism and be able to run it and then also be able to so many people don't know how to edit edit their work too like you got to edit your work and then you gotta be very honest with yourself and it's hard yeah, yeah. it's very hard yeah. yeah and the thing is too like a lot of the stuff like i know fan art's really big and it's fine if you do fan art but if you're gonna show work don't make it all fan art man like <laughs> you know that's cool you want to do a couple fan art pieces but also have some original because that like original work um whether it be cg or 2d or whatever it really shows that you're thinking and you're putting into the you know, obviously it can be a combination of taking from other ideas mm -hmm. but if if all you're doing is fan art it's not yeah it shows that you have a skill set mm -hmm. but it doesn't show like for me personally i always look for that in artists that they have a they have a creative a real creative push to to do their own stuff to to go a little bit above and beyond and not just do another version of thanos right like that's great that's, yeah. cool but because <laughs> that's what will be required done, from you to be innovative right like you're you have to yeah. show that you are a thinker rather than just yeah. a tool and I guess sometimes you need tools, but ideally it's more fun to work with people who are just, yeah, yeah. innovative in some sort of way. Yeah, because yeah. they'll tend to think outside the box, right? Yeah. Like, and, and then the same thing, like just because like I, I think we have that camaraderie even at work is just because one person is a, uh, is a lead or a soup and the other person's an artist, it doesn't matter. That artist should still feel free to come to the supervisor and point out things on their work that, mm -hmm. isn't, that isn't hitting it or, or give suggestions or... Like I constantly pull other artists over and go, what do you think? You know, mm -hmm. and I hope they're truthful and not just go, that looks great. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go sit down, but they're actually going to, you know, be like, oh, that's cool. But that doesn't quite look like, cause you're going to get called out eventually, oh, man. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. I have soups that they're, they're looking at something and then they pinpoint on this little thing that probably nobody <laughs> ever seen. And they're like, that looks too plastic when it should be skin. And you're like, oh, okay, I'll go back and I'll fix it. But, yeah. You know, and you learn, you learn tricks. Like I find, um, if you share, I think it's about sharing too. Like mm -hmm. it's so much of it sharing. You know, artists they they show me so many cool and it makes me better artist mm -hmm. and it and it doesn't it doesn't take away from them and it doesn't mean that they're not going to have a job tomorrow of course and, and i think that's the big thing it's when people get so hoardy on like well i have this and that's the worst too is when people are starting out and they're i'm sure you get this all too and they're just like well what brush do you use and it's, and like, it's not about the brush it's that was like not about questions. the package yeah what you're seeing <laughs> that especially online just people asking oh man come on you yeah clearly, clearly it's not pretty not green. this brush it's, yeah, yeah. it's you know you can you can have one 
default brush out of Photoshop and totally make a really nice yeah. piece. Like it has nothing to do. People with make really cool stuff with graphite. You know, yeah, you exactly. don't need anything else. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. What's your um, uh, what has been your uh, go down. What's your has been your biggest failure? Oh shit! I know. I'm throwing big questions at the end. It's kind of how I do it. Wow. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, 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 like, uh, personally? Whatever you or want. It's whatever you want. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I know it's I don't, My biggest failure, I guess, is still not being the artist I want to be. I don't know. Maybe that's... Damn, but it's a lifelong... <laughs> it's a lifelong... It never ends. Being really uh, I'm honest. trying to think if there's something uh, that I... Again, it's like it's such a team effort that my own, my own personal uh, like the projects that I've worked on, I don't know, man. I might have to come back with you on that. No, I think no, no, no worries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know it's a, and I, I feel like, like I, I mean, there's I films that failed, and there's things that. But that's I, not your failure. I don't yeah, think. yeah, I think. Yeah. I mean, there's, I, I don't think there's an overall failure. There's times that I've failed on the production, mm. and then been able to do something else and recoup. And I think yeah. over these longer projects, you you fail for sure. Yeah, um, <laughs> and then you able to, you know have you know your team or whoever or yourself and build yourself back up but um no i mean that's a that's a good one <laughs> what advice would you give yourself um let's say before you got into mainframe oh before i got into yeah, mainframe. yeah, yeah. like just advice to your younger self shit like a looper moment um exactly that <laughs> uh i think just just calm down really take it slow mm -hmm. yeah i think it it really is a marathon i think um i think youth too like i mean i still do even my own work but uh don't get so tunnel vision and be be more open to be more open to people even if they aren't artists i think when you start out that you don't necessarily take critique from people that aren't artists mm -hmm. and you hold them in such high regard like i remember it was amazing like there's um a studio i worked for in toronto red rover Mm -hmm. and they were really good at their 2d and we were doing 3d commercials as well and we we're we we're working on a short for bravo fact back in the day and it was like our first thing and we're doing this short and i was luckily to be part of it and it was a great little team and this is back in the day of like uh you know uh trying to do cloth for the first time in 3d max and <laughs> and and uh, you know trying to learn new types of lighting and and they're running the sim on this cloth and the owner of the company who unfortunately passed away a few years ago but he, what he would do is if something didn't look right he would get the cleaning lady who was this cute little old asian <laughs> woman who didn't speak a lot of english and come in and just be like uh what do you think of this <laughs> and just get her opinion and she was always right That's she's like awesome. she's like no nope, looks too much like rubber and you're like, oh, what? yeah, no, you're right. You're totally right. Thank you. And she's like, okay. And off she goes. But it was great. Like, yeah. it's getting that kind of, you know, feedback from, like, my like my kids, too, when I was working on the piece with, um, the piece for my son. And then my daughter comes up and she's like, uh, my son Kai, he's like, his, drawing his eyebrows are too light. His, his eyebrows aren't that blonde anymore. I'm mm. like, oh, you're right. And then I darkened <laughs> them and I actually made the piece center on his eyes a little bit better. Wow. So it's just like, you know, just being open to that type of stuff is great. That's a really good takeaway. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, let's see. What should I throw your last one? Um, I don't know. Do you uh, actually know uh, what's your happy place? I have a feeling I know where this is going to go. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, I think like, again, going back, I think, um, I think uh, just 
in the moment of creating the artwork, surfing. Um, Why is surfing playing such a big role? Because I've never surfed, and I'm curious. Because I've noticed this kind of a I've noticed people who do surf. It's it's huge. Oh too. man, it changed my life. I think yeah? it's just yeah. I think it it's it it centers you. It's um, there's nothing like it. Like it. It's it's the hardest. Like I've done a lot of physical activities mm-hmm. in my life, from you know snowboarding, skateboarding, all my life. You know. Uh, rock climbing all this stuff but surfing is the most physically demanding hardest activity i've ever done mm-hmm. um uh but what it does is it it brings a sense of clarity and and a sense of and i mean i i'll try not to go too mumbo jumbo <laughs> spiritual <laughs> stuff but it, it it does it does bring you to center mm-hmm. and it it's it, uh it simplified my life i think it came to me at a point where i was overcomplicating my life when it didn't need to be mm-hmm. and then as soon as i centered it back to just art surf and friends and family then it 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 really kind of brought me back to center and i think too on that i uh going back to like how this year was Mm -hmm. i mean every year good and bad but this year i kind of came to an understanding of myself that i was kind of going through a bit of a dark period and what i started to do is i started to uh figure out moments during the day that in that moment, whether it's five minutes or 30 seconds, there's nowhere else I would rather be or what I would rather be doing. And mm-hmm. whether that is, you know, drawing with my daughter or laughing at something my son did or doing something, you know, and, and, and just in that little moment and then trying to build on those moments and see how mm-hmm. many of those moments I can get in a day yeah. and then start to, and again, that helps with the balance too. Cause whenever you go through those waves, I find it really helps. Cause sometimes it's like, yeah, this is it. This is like, <laughs> before I came to the talk, I was out in the backyard kicking the soccer ball around with my son. And I'm like, yeah, no, this is great. Before I go, we have this, awesome. we have this bit of time and there's nothing else I'd rather do. Yes. I could be drawing. And I, again, going back to that, Oh, I should be working on this piece, but at the end of the day, it's like, well, is this gonna, is this gonna make me better mm-hmm. all around? And you know, that drawing's not gonna go anywhere. And yes, I do believe in the sense that one day away from the art, you notice the difference. Two days away from the art, everybody notices the difference. But mm-hmm. there still has to be some sort of balance and and understanding. And even I find I'm better for it taking that break this summer and not yep. doing as much artwork because coming back to it and and getting excited about it again and, and doing some fun pieces and really not just not caring it's like yeah i know it, i know it's off you know and i'll trust a couple of people i'll show it to and they might pick up on something that i didn't and then i'll mm-hmm. work on it but it's not like i'm trying to just you know be the number one <laughs> you know instagram dude yeah. on the planet like it's just it's not not where i'm at so man i love it you have you have so much perspective it's so refreshing to oh, talk thank to you and i hope we I really hope it keeps us going. I need you. I'll just need you to come back, and I think because we'll, I feel like I got your we got your origin story, but I think we could just <laughs> dig dip into all the kind of other art. The part two. Uh, yeah, I'd Rain, love to. Thank, thank you, so, you much. so much. I didn't do a good job of doing the intro here because so Rain R A I N E Anderson, and if you want to look up his art, we got Rain Anderson art on Instagram, uh, RainAnderson.wordpress.com, I think. And then yeah, that's I need to I need to update that. I have my push the sky push the too, sky. Yeah. yeah, which is just the more the children's driven. I realized that I had to kind of separate if I'm going to show again, Instagram, that's what I like. It's like a great portfolio, mm-hmm. a really quick portfolio. Uh, but yeah, I had to break them up because yeah. I started to do like kind of kitty stuff. And then I was doing a little bit more mature stuff. And I'm like, ah, you yeah. know, it's nice to keep it separate. So. Yeah. But 
I, I like that you do it all. I, I get very inspired, and I appreciate that. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah it was great. And also, didn't say that Rain, freaking badass person here, worked from any like everything from Star Wars to Black Panther to X Men. You basically, most movies you've seen, this guy has touched, and it's just, I'm I, I'm very honored to know you and have you as a friend, and oh, the fact that you came on much. here. Dude, thank, thank you, you so much. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much. I think I'll have to unfortunately wrap it up here. Um, I realized that I'm pretty sure this is actually the last show of the year. So episode 21, you're oh, uh, wow. kicking kicking off uh, 2018, and oh, I'm, nice. uh, this has been for me kind of really enjoyable year. And just yeah. doing this, I've been learning. I hope uh, if you're listening, I appreciate you and the fact that you tune in and support. I uh, just I guess, I'm, I guess I'm very lucky to be able to do this and I hope I can keep going and well I'm glad you're doing it though it's important it's thanks, important for man. the community I appreciate it it's fantastic thanks and thanks for joining I think I'll be yeah I'm off to Brazil for a couple of weeks at the end of this <laughs> year and I'll be Sweet. back and I'll be able uh, just get a lot of, uh, just gonna keep get, getting all the good artists in here I'm hoping that rain is gonna come back uh, to us I'm just gonna to. keep going this fun. thing dude thank you so much yeah I my appreciate pleasure it. thank you yeah thanks for listening if you want to learn more about creative theory podcast you know where to find me uh instagram facebook and all that um next year i gotta do a little bigger push for how to promote this thing so if you want to say hi or click five stars on itunes i think that's how it works just do something help me out and we'll keep <laughs> this thing going anyways thank you so much and um see you next year Bye-bye. bye bye